Hello viewers and listeners, Jordan here, and welcome to Heroes of Thylea, an actual play, show, and podcast produced by Lionhead Gaming. This production is my interpretation of Odyssey of the Dragon Lords, an epic adventure book for D&D 5th edition created by Arcanum Worlds. It blends classic fantasy with Greek mythology to create an adventure of epic scope, storytelling, and heroes, combined with my own changes to create something unique and wonderful that I hope both you and my excellent cast of close friends enjoy. And so with that, I want to let the cast introduce themselves and their characters. Hey everybody, this is John, he slash him, and I play Mercury, the siren demigod sorcerer. In Whale, Mercury's from a very unique place, a place that nobody can seem to recall. A place where he was once a prince, and he's traveled around this world trying to figure out what happened to his home island. Because he met some crazy adventurers along the way. He seems to always like to bring joy and happiness to everyone around him. Hello, I'm Brendan, he, him, and I play Sophia, the Stygian philosophy wizard. We are all just pawns in a game of which we do not understand the rules. Hey, I'm Kishi. I play Bartholomaios, the Minotaur Herculean Barbarian. May the Ancient Ones watch over you. I'm Mick, he, him, and I play Theamos, the Human Dragon Lord Paladin. Okay, Sophia, Sophia, Sophia. What's irritating doesn't go away and makes you miserable? A lich. Get it? Because it's a play on... It's your no fun. Mercury would have laughed at that joke. Hi, I'm Nikki Davim, and I play Imperia, the Nymph Amazonian Ranger. Dragons. <laughs> They're just such awe-inspiring creatures. I'm Mel, she, her, and I play Nyx, the Nymph Prophecy Cleric. I've spent centuries asking questions, and the only ones who have ever answered me are the stars. Hey, how's it going? I'm Peter, my pronouns are he, him, and I play Trace, the human hoplite fighter. Remember what has been lost. Fight for what hasn't been. And with that, we're going to go ahead and get started tonight with a recap of the previous session, episode 25, from the one and only Nikki, player of Inferio. Last session on Heroes of Thylea. Our erstwhile adventurers awoke from a truly nightmarish trance. They were confused by what had occurred and spent some time trying to figure out exactly how Lutheria had gotten her grip on them while they were inside Sophia's quite handy little dome of protection. It seemed that even Kyra was affected, though Sophia herself was not. They found, after Kyra awoke, that curiosity killed the cat, as it were, because the ichor we had gathered from the mountainside the starry ichor in the vial was actually a way for Lotheria to come closer to the situation, to get inside our protection, and, well, 
mess with things. After that revelation, we sent the animals back with Menaeus to Astoria and decided to see what the mountain looked like for real instead of in the nightmare trance. And off we set onto the path. At first, nothing of note occurred, just hiking along, until we came upon the place where our nightmare took place. The Druidic Circle and the mercenaries that resided there. We found what was the, well, living version of our opponents from the night before, who looked a little worse for wear, if we're being honest, and found that these mercenaries had been hired by Astoria to clear the passes, only to find that they were a little outmatched by the Gigans and Cyclops they found there. Unfortunately, said Gigans and Cyclops were hunting these poor mercenaries. And so the heroes of Thylea decided, well, we must aid them. It's our job, after all. Our sworn duty to protect Thylea. Taking charge with the healing, we made sure our new allies were up to scratch before we put in place under the somewhat surprising orders of Inferia a strategy to try and take on these monstrous creatures of legend. The battle was fierce and long. However, we were victorious, for we are the heroes of Thylea. Indeed, not a single mercenary lost thanks to some excellent spell work and strategy uh, from a host of you, along with some uh, outstanding fighting as well. Cyclops and Gigan lay low, laid low rather, and you all have your mythic inspiration reset and set to one. Thanks for that excellent recap from Nikki. We left at the end of that battle, and we return to it now. The rain drizzling into the mud, mixing with the blood, both your own and giant blood, quickly followed, breaking through the rain, the din of... I suppose nature is not a thunderclap. No. But instead, rising through the throats, through the pained breaths of, it seems, much more mortal men and women than yourselves, cheering and almost applause, it seems, a battle cry from them all as. They are almost, it seems, just thankful to be alive. <sighs> the woman in front of you seemed to have been fighting 
quite literally like her life depended on it and falling down even at a moment Cleo seems to be grasping at a few cuts bruises and deep wounds Sophia but you can see just barely underneath this sort of mask hood sort of a jar this sort of uh, tawny or auburn hair peeking underneath it and just the faintest uh, inclination of a smile <sighs> Did not think we were gonna make it. Uh, mm, it still doesn't quite feel well, like we did. Terse of word that one, I suppose. Uh, did you turn on no snapping? <gasps> no. <laughs> Why am I not snapping then? I will see about that and correct it. <laughs> Way to go, Brendan! I'll be with it. Yeah. I mean, it looks like you're snapping, but it doesn't look like you're actually, like, snapping yeah. to the center of the square. I am. I don't even know what's happening. Anyways, uh, Samus is going to okay. kneel down, just hover his hands over her body, and just, uh, here, let me help you a bit. I'm just gonna, I don't know how much I choose she has. I'm gonna give her 20 lay on hands and give myself the rest of the 10 because I'm hurting. You can see this, like, this oozing sort of, uh, not really gut wound. You see just these sort of bubbles coming out of this hole on her uh, lower mid left uh, chest and you realize that she seemed to have been sort of leaking air from her lungs Ugh. but seems to quickly stop Ugh. but she seems quite still heavily wounded but now able to stand and move much more easily thank you uh. thank you for assisting us It is definitely you all who came to our aid. You can see the other hoplites, these ragtag groups seeming to look at the uh, very pretty and sort of quiet, it seems, woman uh, scrabbling away on a long scroll, uh, just looking out at the rest of you and then sort of looking down and then just giving a simple sort of wave and then looking back at the rest of you. <sighs> If you could give us a few moments, I want to speak with Dardanus about something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sophia, are you going to do your thing that you normally do when we kill something weird? No. Do you need help? Okay. Sophia, anyone else that is skilled with a knife? The guy gone I we found before. We were able to make something of it to allow us to see in the night, although it is flawed. With more practice and more materials, it may be perfected. If you could gather the eyes of the Gygons, it would be very helpful in the days to come. If we find ourselves where our eyes fail us. Yeah. These others are too large, but I can still gather something of use. I'm going to start then... climbing up side of the fucking cyclops head how many do you need all of them yeah uh well, nix takes a, Nyx a moment. Fury, you want to cut him 
maybe I, I'm not so good with a knife. Nyx takes a moment, standing on this rock, just like looking around uh, the surroundings, making sure that nothing else is coming, or kind of like she's standing watch for a moment before uh, looking at the bodies of the Gigans surrounding this boulder and using the tree trunk as leverage to climb on down to the armored one to harvest their eyes. Yeah, it's it's a little odd, uh, Nyx. The battle has come to an end, though visibility is seemingly only maybe getting worse. But looking off in the various directions, you don't see any signs of movement. Nothing rustles through the trees besides the stormy winds. It seems relatively quiet. Bart? We should make haste. There's no point in lingering here. We can afford some delay, though probably not much. You. Yeah. As everyone kind of just goes about and, and starts uh, chopping up eyeballs, I'll just pull up my harmonica because I can do this twice a day, and I'll just. So everyone gets eight hit points! <laughs> What's that from? From my harmonica. You burn a spell slot, right? <clears throat> yep, second level spell slot. Oh, okay. I'm gonna send Ibis. It is... I'm gonna send Ibis to scout. Scout, scout. Okay, you guys are taking a short rest. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if you were song of resting. Is oh, oh, that. All right, sending Ivis out to sort of patrol the northern direction. Got it. Yep. Um. Oh, that's right. You're not actually a bard. Not a bard. Why did you give this? You already have song of rest. Why would you need two of these? Oh yeah. Oh, Brandy. Yeah, see, see, I'm uh, I'm actually, I said no multi-classing, so that way I could make you multi-class by giving you things. Just, we'll just, we'll just ruin it uh, a little bit more. I'll just start using a bow until you call me a ranger, and yep, it, yep. it'll just all be broken. Yeah, nothing will make sense. I'll give her hunter's mark. You want to pull out my giant syringe? Yeah, exactly. And jam it into this thing's eyeball. Yeah, Miss Harvester Girl. Miss Harvester Girl. Give me do, 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 do. first of all, give me one give me one D eight plus four. Just uh checking battle damage. See what you can actually harvest from the Gigans if everything is intact and salvageable. And then of course it still runs the chance. Ooh, hey, all twelve! Nice. <laughs> that means all of them are still good, able to be collected without being damaged. Uh at least before they get collected. Uh, and then who all is collecting Gigan eyes for you? Nyxia, Nyx, just the two of you doing the survival checks? I guess okay. so. Nobody else is saying anything. Seems so. like it. All right, so both of you um, give me survival. Yeah, both of you give me survival. There are other checks, but you wouldn't want to use them. 
Ooh. All right, not too bad, but not perfect. Uh, as you are able to harvest with a 17 and a 12 between you, out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight Gaiganize? Yes, uh, seven of them are in near perfect condition with uh, one being uh, deflated, the fluid leaking out of it onto the ground, unfortunately. Uh, so you're able to get okay. seven intact Gaigan eyes, and then you are harvesting the Cyclops eye fluid. Yeah, just jamming the, the essence extractor into it and sucking out the goodie. All right, should be very easy. Uh, I don't think... Because I think I've used your alchemist tools check for that previously when you've used the extractor. When you collected the bulbs, for example, in the uh, dryad grove. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the bulbs and stuff, that was, there was just a ton of them. So I just took like a couple vials. I didn't take a whole bunch. The things I've extracted so far was like the ooze. And that was just sucking it up. I don't know if we've had any checks for just sucking stuff up. Yeah, you should be able to just collect that. Uh, I would say the extractor like. would probably only be able to hold one eye's worth of contents, though. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm extracting it, and then uh, does it need to be held in it? I don't believe the essence extractor has a preservative function unless I wrote that and forgot. All right, good. Yeah, then I'm just putting it in some uh, alchemical things. I'm going to I'm filling up a ton of vials cuz I'm taking eye fluid and blood. Eye fluid and blood. Okay, what's your uh you have proficiency with the alchemy tools, right? Yar. And then you should have a bonus I think from the bag. Uh Okay, so let's just see I don't how think well. when I'm... I think it's for any alchemist tool check. I guess so. the notes. I, for some reason, I just assumed it was for like crafting stuff. Nope, should just should there should be plenty of notes both on harvesting uh, and crafting. Uh, okay, so give me do do do. Give me two alchemist tools uh, checks. So just I'd just be an int tech with your proficiency, uh, plus any bonuses that you'd get from any items you have. Uh, and we're looking for just a simple DC, probably like a DC 14 for both. Uh, we don't actually have tools in here anywhere, do we? Uh, you had to like add them onto your sheet, I believe, and that worked, but. You put them in your inventory, like yeah. from the drag and drop stuff. There's like a category for tools. Let's just see if this works. Hey. That work? Plus five? No, plus five. it doesn't work. Because it should be plus eight. I guess it's not checked to be proficient. It, yeah, it's not checked to be proficient. It's, it's marked as not proficient, so. So. It's like a 30 20, 27, 31. Hey. All right, and then give me another one for the other Cyclops. Oh, I didn't save the other roll. I got to click it again. Seven plus three plus another D four. Eleven. Eleven. All right. So just a bit of uh, contamination with the second harvest. As just go ahead and mark it down as uh, 
How much would it be? Uh, just one set of, uh, let's go with pristine, uh, Cyclops eyeball fluid and blood and one set, uh, contaminated, but they should both still be useful. Duke. Yeah, because I want just a decent amount of eyeball stuff and then a whole bunch of blood. Sophia, well, I probably I... don't have a ton of anticoagulant stuff, so yeah, that's fine. Where should I put these, Sophia? Should I hold on to them for now? We'll find some containers in the bag. I'll sort of have my bag down by the side of this thing. I've have tools and stuff sort of sprung out with different containers that looks like I'm putting eyeball fluid and blood into it. Find something that will fit. Snix well. proceeds to see if she can find a jar that fits, but looking at the size of these eyeballs and the size of, uh, of jars and then the size of Sophia, are you sure you'll be able to carry all of this? It goes in the bag, doesn't it? Yeah, it all goes in the bag. It all weighs the same. Hmm. Very well. Be able to find a few jars that can hold some delicate and squishy baseball or softballs as uh go about the gruesome work of harvesting these strange components for Sophia to utilize perhaps in her own experiments or somebody else's. When I'm done. I use the rainwater just to, to wash the gunk off my hands. Good idea. When I'm done, I want to go examine this this Gigan hero more closely. Hmm. kind of like, it's weird. It looks like it's made of bronze, right? It sort of has that uh, appearance, uh, for sure, especially when you were fighting. It almost looked like just a, a wall of bronze uh, sort of coming between the trees and trying to cut down you and your allies. But looking at it now, with all of its sort of weapons tossed down to the ground in fear and it laid low and dead, you realize that underneath all of that bronze is just skin. Just a Gigan, it seemed bearing heavy arms and armor, but not actually made of solid bronze. It's a bit of a relief. Fighting metal creatures would be... well. Anything interesting on it other than that? Hmm, give me an investigation check. Investigation. Oh. <laughs> Oof, that that <laughs> one, though. I'm just looking at it. Your first thought is that this yeah, is then. just an unremarkable thing. A... I don't know. You can't help but feel a bit dismissive about it. However, that would manifest in Inferia... Uh, is up to you, of course, but this thing doesn't really even seem all that interesting once you realize, oh, it's just another guy getting underneath some armor. 
disappointing. <laughs> what was the story of finding these things? What were they doing? Uh, they had a shelter of their own. It seemed like they were hiding out in these mountains, these foothills, for quite some time. There were signs that they had... They weren't list setting down roots or anything. It seemed like a stopgap measure, like they were going somewhere. I'm not sure where, though. Once they realized we'd spotted them, they marshaled after us, I think... Uh, Fearing us returning in greater numbers, which is tradition. Interesting. From where you came from and stumbled upon them, could you tell their direction or where they came from? Uh, considering we were heading east, we found their shelter, a decently sized cave. Uh, facing due east, I would presume they were heading west. Not sure from where. There's not a lot of settlements to the southwest once you get past Mitros. So maybe there, hoping to hide away in some ruins or something. Not really sure. Can't say I've ever seen a Geigen before today, and I'm not sure I really want to again. <clears throat> How far out did they say the cave was from this point? Uh, they hadn't, but assuming that line of questioning. Uh, about three hours or so north east from here. And this is about two thirds their number. I think the only remainder would be those too old and too young to fight. And they had non-combatants with them. Yeah. It does sound like a whole migration. Perhaps a specific tribe of Gigans. No real way of knowing. As Nyx, you would know in your very long life that that sort of cohesion that unity that community is very much a thing of the past Gigans are in a lot of respects almost considered extinct the Gigans are one thing but Cyclops are another I've only heard stories of them They say when you worship Sidon enough, he elevates you to great heights. Not that I'd ever believed it. You believe the Cyclops are a type of transformation of the Gigans, and not a separate race? <laughs> I have no idea. 
as he sort of looks at you. You can see his eyes uh, just sort of look both you and Nick's back and forth and just you can see him sort of shift a little uncomfortably. I'm just okay. working on fairy tales. Hint of truth in it all. Did you say they were heading west or coming from the west? He thinks they were heading west. Okay. Based on the fact that he was going east and they encountered their cave in an eastern uh, sort of mountain hillside. Uh, they would have ran into them earlier, he thinks, if they were going east. So they're going away from civilization. Exactly. Well, I mean, y'all gonna be all right to head back to civilization? <sighs> yeah. Bandage up a few more wounds and, uh... Oh, they all got get... plus eight HP as well. Because it's anyone that can hear it. Hey, okay. So, yeah, it's just uh, Dardanus then and uh, Cleo that would still be wounded. Oh, except except the, the, all the dead people. I, didn't, I don't want all the dead people to get it. Because they're dead. Yeah, one of the Gigans is actually we... unconscious. He's revived you love all the now. He's crawling away. You can't stop him. <laughs> Perhaps we but... should escort them back. You know, just to make sure they, they get there. They'll be fine. We don't have the time to spare. I... Perhaps I can... Can I come... I mean, of course, if... They want to come with me. We shouldn't split up. Go all, all the way back? Two days to go back to Astoria with them. We did just come from that direction at Bartomaros. It didn't seem to be any real danger. As long as they just stay on... This is the trail, right? Like the whole... It's like a straight trail to it, right? Stick to the path and follow the river back to the gates of Astoria. You'll be fine. Yeah, we figured as much. We were going to do everything we could to try to avoid any conflict, even if it came looking. We should be able to make it back. Of that, I'm not too worried. As a matter of fact, um, some of us were talking amongst ourselves, uh, namely... Cleo and Protagonia and I as you can see like Cleo sort of stand back up uh, finishing tightening up a bandage around her arm <sighs> I'm not sure if I've heard are you the leader of this group she says looking at you Mercury with your big blue wings you're the one I hear about the most uh, well I mean it, you know I'm a bit of the um the flamboyant one. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, the wings are pretty catchy. Uh, but I, I would say, um, I mean, Sophia is a smart one and uh, everyone else is the real brave one. So, I mean, I, I just, I, I just kind of make it look good. That's somewhat insulting. Nick says that just kind of under her breath. Did you say it was insulting or wasn't? Was. Okay. How somewhat insulting. I would say that there's not really one set leader of our group. Is there anything you wish to discuss? Is that why you're looking for a leader? Ah, uh, well... You realize that with 
what we've encountered here and the rumors that it would perhaps be in our best interest. And as she says that, you can see just the flash of light over overhead all over you as quickly followed a clap of thunder from the storm. And you can see all of the hoplites, the soldiers that have been sort of uh, hiding away in Sophia's bubble, following her orders, all seem to sort of flinch at the thunderclap. But Dardanus, Cleo, and Protagonia don't, oddly enough. They seem sort of steely in regards to it. We've decided we want not only to issue our thanks, but we would offer ourselves to the heroes of Thylea, discussing an oath of service. No thanks. Goodbye. Go home. Famous. What? That's practically slavery. I, I don't feel like dealing with that. I dealt with that enough in my trust. Uh, yes, but the way the... The way the Metrosians use it is an abuse of the Oath's magic. And also service is no more than us calling upon them if we need their aid. We could do that without a We could do that without our Oath. Essentially what we did with Historia, Thamos. Yep, yeah, that's different. <laughs> Why, because it's from your paw? Yeah, I mean, it's not really going to do anything with us. I mean... Well, I mean, you never know after another couple weeks. It's different for me to swear an oath of service than for someone to swear an oath of service to me. I, uh, I cast some magic to Sophia as I cast message to her. Do you think it's a good idea? You're not to swear it, but do you think the prospects are good? Manpower is useful. But I have no intention of binding myself to an oath, nor binding others to me through it. I know. They can serve without. I'll swear the oath with you, then. I do not want to waste this gratitude you offer us. An oath of service just to you? No. To us, the Oracle's chosen. We are bounded together by an oath of our own. So anyone that is, maintains the oath with me can also call upon for your service, for your aid. Oaths of fellowship work. Then we will be called upon then. To the oracle's chosen, as Cleo seems to sort of shift her weight a little uncomfortably, uh, mostly it seems like just from the pain, uh, and then sort of pull out a single uh, sword, hold it in her hand, and then flip it to sort of present it towards you, Nyx taking a knee in the mud. I, Next. Cleo, swear an oath of service. To answer your call and follow your instruction, Oracle's chosen. Next. What? Before Sophia? you accept. As I walk over to her, whisper into her ear. 
understand what binds you to them can also reach to them if you are doomed know what you may be spreading to their histories and their futures no one else is stepping forward we have little other choice very well and something uh you would very much know sophia an oath of service is very much unidirectional it's just them so it is there is no influence that they can really assert over you in in swearing that oath to you it is you tell them oh no it was more like you may be getting all these people doomed (laughs) Oh no, I'm just telling you for your reference you seem to sh- uh, shy away at like, you know, them having influence over you or something and that's not the case for an oath of service. Nah, I just wonder. Realize that uh, she might be spreading her nastiness too. <laughs> cooties. Yep, spreading all the cooties. Simple and easy. it's Cleo that's swearing the oath? Seems like first, yeah. And I nix one of the oracles chosen, accept this oath of service, and swear to it from Cleo. You feel just that sort of weight again on your shoulders, and this sort of forced swallow almost, as it seems like the magic from this ancient source seems to sort of lock itself in place. Protagonia following suit, unsheathing uh, her crossbow and presenting it, and Dardanus his sword as well, as assuming there's no stopping, the two of them would also swear oaths of service. Uh, Specifically, to clarify, for a year and a day, as is tradition. Uh Uh-huh. And Nix is hoping that uh, the wording of it, the oath of service is bound between them and like those who took the oath of fellowship is what she was trying to convey. Hoping they'd assume all of us took it. Nope. I don't want it. Too bad. <laughs> it's done now. You, you got oath. have to act on it. No, we don't. It's only for a year and a day. It might come in really useful when we're like hey y'all the titans are bad fight all right and the it's patagonia cleo and let me get them names Protogonia. call them cleo's boys <laughs> cleo and dar dan us In, in the chat at your leisure. Cleo with an I. What is it's this? Greek. It's Greek. It's Greek. Is, is Ivis back yet? Mr. Clio. You just wanted him to scout ahead and see if he saw anything, or, or I thought he was sort of providing like an Overwatch if he sees anything, he'd come back. I wanted him to scout down that one and come back, and then down the other one and come back. You know, kind of like that. Okay, time. cool, cool. Like you did before. Gotcha. Yeah, so in about 10 minutes or so, I believe, is the amount of time it takes him to cover that area. Uh, yeah, he would come back and report. Seems all clear. 
Just more rain and mud. All quiet on the western front. Eastern, to be specific, but yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> In this particular instance. Uh, <sighs> Dardanus had turned to you, Nyx. Uh, we would hope to return to Astoria, get paid, and re-equip ourselves, and then we are at your service. Be sure to take some time for leisure. I do not expect us to be calling for you very soon. We have business of our own in Mitros. <clears throat> Understood. Which one's Dardanus? This one? One between Nyx and uh, Mercury, yep. Ibis is gonna go make. Oh my goodness. Did you just <laughs> yeet the Cyclops token at him? <laughs> Who even did that? Get out of here. Nobody did that. I did not do that. <laughs> Ibis is gonna go make a friend. As you guys would be able to finish up your short rest uh, and see Kyra sort of watching your uh, exchange of oaths with, it seems, great interest, uh, taking down notes and then sort of hopping off of her little resting rock and moving quite quickly between the hoplites before closing rank with you all. Are you all proceeding on then? Or you need more time? No, no. I'd like to go. Assuming nobody else has any more business here. I think we should go, too. Agreed. I think I'm only just to see through Darius's eyes. I have no idea how long it's been since I, I lasted that. So I'm just, I'm just going to do it again. Yeah, looking through Darius, Darius flying way ahead following uh, your described directions you can see uh, he seems to be a bit off the trail uh, but seems to sort of round about a, a tree or two and you can see the trail sort of reappear looks like he got a little bit lost but uh, pushing forward he seems to be coming to it looks like a hilltop one you would recognize seeing it again th uh, now through his flying eyes as the hilltop right before that strange cabin, before the dream seemed to sort of end for you. All right. Nyx goes back to leading the way off to where the cabin would be in that direction. I'm assuming south, probably, from where we are. Yep. Down the descending path. How far did the did it seem the hill was from the cabin? It's like right before. Was it like a second before, or like twenty minutes before? The hill itself was kind of a climb. Uh, took about five, maybe five to ten minutes to sort of get to the top of. Uh, and then once you were at the top of it, you were sort of at the top of uh, these carved-in stairs that led right to it. So it was, you know, within eyesight at that point. So I'll just check again in about like 10 minutes. 
as we're walking. Probably grab onto both of the miles or Atreus. So I can't see when I'm doing that. Yeah, I extend my hand. Help you. As Bart holds on to you like walking a little lady through the rain. Uh... <laughs> but I, I, I point him at whatever sound I hear, though. It's like my shield. <laughs> well said. Well said. Yeah, Nyx is leading the way uh, along the path that she set for them, but she is on high alert. All right. So two things. One, as you're on the path, you begin to see the shrines these sort of small carved stone monuments, no more than four, maybe five at the most feet in height, different sort of depictions uh, carved roughly on top of them, various animals, even some sort of man-made symbols, like the symbol of a spear, and each of them with waterlogged and quite old offerings that have not been collected, it seems, in some time. The trail, however, is as you remember it, Nyx, easily enough able to navigate, basically no chance of getting lost, you're essentially walking home. It is easy, save for the foreboding in your chest. Darius, however, already quite a ways ahead of you all, arrives at the top of the hill and can see the cabin and descends down to it under your control, Themis. I mean, technically, I can't control him when he's this far. I can't talk to him. Gotcha, well, gotcha. well, do you remember what his, uh, his actual instruction was then, if you were to get there? I think I just told him to go there. Okay. And see through his eyes this sort of thin, nowhere near as thick, this thin sort of dewy layer of mist being punctured and rent by the rain. There is no light coming from the cabin, no sounds, if you can tell, if you can hear at the same time, I don't remember. It seems eerily quiet and unmoving, at least to your eyes, then. Going down to the cabin itself, you can see what looks like the wreckage of wood, shattered and torn, sort of tossed about in this almost explosive manner like the door was shattered but the rest of the cabin oddly enough seems really intact nothing either just really well made there's cracks maybe you can't see because you can't really examine it up close or it just seems well made or maybe it wasn't even struck but it is empty it is dark it's quiet Then just kind of takes a deep breath, puts on his uh, his winning smile. Hey, hey, Nick, what was the, what was the state of the uh, the cabin the last time you were there? You know, is it is it comfy? You know, Nick just sort of stops when you start asking, and she just turns her head back at you. Why? 
you know, just just wondering, you know, I'm not kind of hurt from carrying the kettles to you, Theomos. What do you know? I mean, I've never quite been there. I want you to start telling me everything you know about that cabin right now, Theomos. <laughs> oh, may the gods save you. Oh my. I'm, I'm, I'm still within earshot. I, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure Python would save me. Why, why you... I mean, we're gonna get there any minute. <laughs> no, we're not. I think we're a couple hours away, actually, because I said Darius out, like, in the morning. Alright, Nix, I don't know who also wants to be there, but there's nobody there. That's all I know. That's all you know. Yeah. Also, like, the door is, like, shattered in, but, like, there's no blood or anything. Yeah, th that's not good. But there's just no, nothing there. Nothing. No, no, no tracks. It's furniture turned off, but... No, the, the, other than the door, the rest of it looks like a normal temple, I guess you would say, but... Do you, do you know if there's a, a note on the bedside table? I, I can't really communicate with Darius from here. He just he just kind of wanders in. Darius is there. You sent him to the cabin. Yes. Okay, leave him. Leave him there. I guess then, if you can't communicate, I guess that's all he can. He can check in every but, now and again. Wait, so can you like see through his eyes and whatnot? Yeah, I can see and hear through them. Like I said, it's just empty, it's quiet, kind of messy, but I mean, like a mountain would be. Maybe he's well, fine. Maybe, maybe he, if you just keep looking through his eyes, he might, you know, look at the table. Oh, just keep watching. I don't know. He's been going for a while. I don't know if he'll just go to sleep, but... Let me know if anything changes. Snix continues forward. We did have a short rest, right? Yep. Heard all that? Okay. Yep. Indeed. Or heal yourself. I didn't do any short resty things. Yeah, be sure to do some short resty things. So I'll move the clock I did short resty things. As it's coming on about three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, after your short rest, uh, and you all continue following the trail, it is a few more hours. The sun, you can't really see it. You get glimpses of light sort of peeking through clouds, but then the overcast and rain close it back up quite quickly. It's definitely darker than it should be, though towards the end of your trek over these uh, stony paths and muddy trails the sun does peek through a bit more seeming to find a gap between the overcast and perhaps the horizon actually able to shed some light on it oddly enough the sort of orange setting sun 
is noticeably redder. Nyx. And you cannot help but with the combination of your vision and this nagging at the back of your head and your experience with astral bodies. A bloody sunset is worse than a bloody dawn. The bloody dawn tells you that death and blood have been spilt in great number. The bloody sunset has always been a forewarning of personal loss. How far are we from the cabin? Less than an hour. We're nearly there. Pick up the pace. Yes, mother. Oh, come here, boss. Want this fly faster? I'll keep checking in on Darius, see what, see what he's doing. Yeah. And peeking in on Darius, ahead. you see uh, Darius resting on top of this wooden surface, it seems. Like this. Oh, no, you look around. He sort of peeks his head uh, around. You realize he's nestled inside of a tree taking shelter from the rain and it seems like just resting after flying all day. Understandable. Then Nyx is going to go at a fast pace as she can, trying to keep it together, but clearly a little not together. I sent Ivis ahead now that we're closer to do some more detailed scouting. Is having him sort of survey the area, or do you give any specific instruction? Um, survey the area in more detail, like Darius just, we can only see what he see, sees kind of thing. Have Ibis look more specifically for any tracks or signs of struggle beyond the broken door. Um, okay. But not just in the cabin, also around the cabin, just so that maybe we can know a little bit of what to expect before we arrive. Yeah. Understandable. And you being the experienced ranger, the uh, expert tracker that you are, you convey these instructions to Ivis, and you also can't help but have this sort of tug at yourself. It's been raining for days. But Ivis departs with your instruction nonetheless. As in the Careful. time it would take for him to, to get there uh, and get back, you find yourself, oddly enough, just shy of the base of the last sort of hill, this last climb before you reach the top uh, where you know Renee's cabin to be next. No more than a 10-minute climb up this last rise. As Iris returns to you, Inferia. Give me, uh, have him give me an actual uh, wisdom check, actually. Have Ivis give you a wisdom check? Yeah. Since he was looking for things in a more detailed fashion. His overall scouting reports nothing. He didn't really see any creatures, anything of note. Uh, seemed quiet, just sort of muddy, rainy forest. Uh, 
few dead animals here and there, but nothing he could really see. But searching the overall cabin area, uh, yeah, have him give me a wisdom check. I think this will work, but I haven't really done checks for him before. Oh, ability check. Eleven? The only thing he could report to you is that there seem to be some trails leading from the cabin into various directions into like the nearby woodland, but nothing he could see on them. They seem heavily traveled. That's all he could really see. Sort of apologizes, feeling oddly enough, just enough uh, sentience and Ivis to sort of just barely read the room. It's all right, Ivis. It should just be over this hill, not much further now. Yes. Nyx is using her staff to, as a kind of walking stick almost. Indeed. You find yourself cresting at the top of the hill. Over. The sun casting its lights in a dreary fashion and the rain and mist still making it harder to see. Uh, give me one second. I'll put your little... uh spawn point out for you yeah eh. which tree is my son in uh right there does anything immediately look amiss on the outside of the cabin Yes, as soon as soon as as she sees the uh, the cabin there, like just like in the dream, she just starts sprinting down the stairs and around to where the door had been blasted out and almost hesitantly puts her hand through the doorway as if to, to make sure it's it's not there yeah putting your hand at the doorway there is no shimmering field of energy there is no world shaking vibrations all of those images flash in your mind you expect them you grip yourself with anticipation but there's nothing inside you see the cabin, not as it's always been. It seems like things have been rearranged. Furniture looks a little newer, actually, like something was carved recently. A new table, a new bed frame. But you do notice one thing amiss, Nix. Resting on the bed itself, a beautifully folded set of furs. Trace walks on in and lights a torch. I can see. I, uh, I immediately examine the furs. How many are they? What, what are they? Just I'm glad you cut out for me. Just one thick, warm set. White in color with it looks like soft black 
spots. Oh no. The furs of Renee's lynx. It seems properly tanned, not freshly harvested. It almost they seem kind of almost slick to the touch. The fur feels a little weird, like it's been dipped in something. Some sort of oil or tallow or something seems to be resting on the fabric. You're not sure. But the only thing you are sure of is that this... This belonged to her lynx. Would I would I know uh, if this is something Renee would have would have done as a sort of cycle of life and paying respects sort of thing, or would I know that if her links had passed, that she would have given it proper burial? Renee has always been very practical. It took you coming into her life for her links to even get a name. She has always been someone who would find a new use for something. This is a bit macabre to most, but to her, it is the greatest way to pay respect to her companion. As you're coming to this realization, you see a bit of scrap coiled up on the bedside, across the bed from you. I, uh, I hold the link skin, uh, close my chest as I walk around the bed to the scrap, and I pick it up. You came back, little light. I will always be there when you need me most. Renee. Find something. This cabin would work for shelter from the rain. But I think Renee's time walking among Thylea is over. She's departed. By natural causes. I hope so. Nymph's life is not the same as those who are conceived. We are born from a curiosity to explore the lands of Thylea, and we emerge to do so. For some of us, when we have seen everything we've wanted, we go. When she wrench her door off its hinges, and it's her going. I'm not sure, to be perfectly honest. I think it would be odd. Actually, all of this is odd. 
She had enough time to write a note. Feels very calming. She knew I was returning. Can I tell how... I don't think I could tell how old the pelt is, could I? Mm, it's a bit hard. It certainly seems like it's properly put together and would make uh, a great outer fur shell. Uh, sort of feeling it over again, you realize that the the oils that seem to be sort of treating the outside of it actually would make it very water repellent. But it's unworn. It has not seen use. It has not seen the passage of time. It is hard to tell. All you can really tell is that it seems brand new. Look at over these barrels. Looks like they're meant for food and things. Mm-hmm. What do they look like? Do the f- does the food look old and rotten? Does it look fresh? And does it look eaten upon? It certainly looks like there are uh, is some leftover refuse of food, uh, some bones and the like that have turned, uh, and some fresh fruit stores that have also exceedingly ripened. Well, she had gathered. I doubt she's been here for a while now. As you say, she may have left. The food has gone to spoil and has been picked over, it seems. Enough for the wildlife to have their run of the place. Whatever happened here, it must have happened a while ago. Yeah, Parthosomayo is trying to investigate the uh, the doors. Give me, give me an investigation check. But would you say that you have, in your experience, Bart, uh, perhaps before even joining up with this group, would you say that you've spent any real time sort of breaking down doors? You a burglar in the past? You burgle? Nah, but I mean. I'd probably have some familiarity with woodworking and, you know, things of the sort as we move around. Car village and that kind of stuff. I'm good at investigating this stuff. I'll help one. I would think that cutting wood is probably pretty commonplace for them. Okay. Uh, yeah, give me an investigation check with advantage with the MOs helping. Hey, 15. So, there is not a whole lot to discern, really. Most of the door seems gone. It just seems to be sort of scraps of wood. But there is one thing you do pick up quite evidently, Bart. Looking at where the door connects to the cabin, you can see distinct sort of warps in it looks like the three hinge points for this door like it was well you look at the warps they seem to be facing towards you towards the outside like the door was wrenched off but the hinges did not come with it hmm so it looks like this. It, it's like if you broke a window from inside the car, right? Mm, 
it's sort of hard to describe. It looks like the wood itself is literally bent. It is curved. It is fractured at the edges, and the fracture itself is bent outwards. Yeah, so facing outside. Okay, weird. All right. But the hinges are still there? But the hinges are still there, yep. Do I notice anything on the roof? Uh, yeah, with your elevated position, taking advantage of your at-will flight, Mr. Birdman. Looking at the roof, it seems well-made, uh, layered and well-insulated, but there's no damage to it. Uh, it certainly looks like it hasn't been tended to in a while. You can see quite a number of uh, like leaves and stuff built up on it, but nothing out of the ordinary. This thing on the floor, is it just a rug? Yeah. So it's not like the full hinge, it's just the building seems, side of the hinge. It seems like the, the the full hinge itself, like there's a chunk of door still remaining. Oh shit. So like yeah, like exploded from inside out. Yeah, so the, yeah. Or just the door itself was broken into pieces before it was removed. Like somebody cast no, shattered out or something? You just busted through the door and would have taken the fucking hinges with it. It would have. Are you also looking at the door, Sophia? Or like what remains of it? Okay. It's all out of gear. <laughs> Where, where's the where's yeah, the debris? Drenched. Uh, you kind of stand on a little bit. Door. This doesn't make a lot of sense. I'll take if, a peek at it. If the door was broken in, all the wood would be on the inside, not here. So just towards the ground. It's like someone broke out. And looking at the wood on the ground, Theomos, kind of hard to see with the, the reduction in light, but thankfully there is a torch from, uh, from Atreus. You're looking at the wood on the ground, and it also seems warped, bent rather than shattered, contorted and flexed. It's almost like bent the wood into a J almost. Kind of like the effect that the Icar had on the Cerberus. That pulling. <laughs> you smile. I swear, Nikki is the greatest addition to this group that I've ever seen. <laughs> Go ahead and it get yourself a training point. <laughs> Thank you. It looks pulled upon. Like that Icar. Wouldn't you think? Sophia, come look at this. As they're uh, looking a at the door, Nyx is uh, Nyx takes off her her direwolf pelt and replaces it with the the lynx pelt that Renee made for her, and she's gonna just start taking the uh, the buckets of spoiled food and pushing her way around and out the door just to dispose of it. And as you place your place the uh, the links on yourself, it feels remarkably warm compared to the direwolf. Comforting and just pleasant. Sophia, come look at this wood. 
certainly seems contorted, like a bomb, but no remnants like we saw before. No echo left behind, which the other creature seemed to leak. This is true. Possibly not the same creature, or maybe it's solidified. Even um. still, the time that this took doesn't line up. The creature would have had to attack here first, before the mountains. Well, that's the case. It could Possibly. be. It could be like a, a signature of the various creatures. Yes, it could be a different, different creature. Perhaps a spell or something. Like I think most of what Sidon's creatures are somewhat water-based. At least that's what I kind of gathered from our challenge. Maybe this is something that a lot of the serious creatures can do. Maybe. There's no Perhaps. there's no impressions in the ground after the wood or disturbance in the grass. It's been raining for days. Uh, it's quite enough. difficult to see. Uh, but you can certainly give me a, a survival check looking around. Okay. What about hey, I give hey, a survival Bart, check? Hey, Bart, why don't me? you... Uh, why, why don't y'all maybe pick up the door, right? Because maybe the door protected something underneath it because of all the rain. That might be your best chance to see something. I would be careful touching it, though. Nyx we'll walks over and uses her staff to lift up some of the debris. Yeah, sort of getting it off and out of the mud. You can see it almost looked indistinguishable. It looks almost kind of like flat planks, like this door was blown into pieces and the planks splattered into the mud. But then pulling it up out of this wet earth, you can see a distinct bend in that wood that seemed to sort of sink into the mud and now is quite obvious now that you flipped it up. And you can see it almost looks like it was literally grabbed onto and peeled open. But there doesn't seem to be any signs of a starry ichor on it. There's no glittering black fluid anywhere, not on the ground. Though you do see a distinct footprint oh. underneath the door. Do I recognize a single, it? So it's sort of hard to say. It doesn't seem like an animal's footprint. It seems like a humanoid-sized footprint, small enough. It isn't Bartholomeos's large hoof or anything like that. I mean, you think it's just an average person's footprint? It could be Renee's, it could be somebody else's, but, I mean, why would somebody else be here? It's hard to tell. Is it, like, barefoot or, like, shod foot? Give me a survival check for that. Shouldn't be too hard, because it hasn't really been exposed to a whole lot of the elements underneath this wood. What shod foot mean? Have shoes on. Like a shoed foot. That's, that's, that's the third word of the day from you. <laughs> With a 23, Inferia, you realize that this footprint is both bare and disturbingly uneven. Like, 
with the signs of an injury. This is... There's a subtle drag through the mud, an uneven placement of weight, like the foot was put down with pain shooting through the leg. This is not a healthy footprint. Whoever made it was injured or in pain in some way. See, the weight is uneven and... Well, it was a barefoot. Whoever was walking here wasn't wearing shoes. Did Renee wear shoes, do you know? I don't think so. Didn't seem to make sense for her. It was one with the mountain. It wasn't something she had much need for. Yes, I can understand that. Took the Amazons a long time to convince me to wear them. Nix, uh, Nixa lifts her her lynx pelt to kind of create a, a barrier from the rain and just lifts up the note again, trying to see like if it was written in a rushed state. Mm-hmm. She can gleam anything from the nature in which it was written. Oh boy, give me an insight check. A little difficult. I'll help. Oh boy. Oh boy. So is that with the you allow in theory to help? Yeah, assuming yeah. you want to look at the note. Too. Okay. Still a note to you, so I'm not sure. Uh, you said insight? Yep. Nineteen. Analyzing handwriting is not something you spent a lot of time doing. Why would you? It's not really something you need to do. And Renee's has always been sort of a matter of course. Another thing, along with uh, nursery rhyme and your own sensibilities, you had to teach her. She never had a need for the written word until you came along. Something to pass the time with someone else. And it helps you in this moment. Spending a lot of time making sure that her handwriting was actually legible, as you taught her. You're sort of familiar with it. And the way that she has especially signed her name makes it seem like it was rushed. Makes it seem like it was... Hard to say, maybe done with purpose but it just seems more slanted than you would recall. Which way is the footprint facing? Yeah, it's Towards Nixie the cabin. Look. Oh. There's always a sign of forced entry, but looking inside the cabin, it doesn't look like there was any sort of struggle. So I don't think she was taken, but she might have ran from something. Injured. Ran to the cabin. She must have gotten in a fight with something out in the forest. Along the mountain path. Came back here. And then... Disappeared? I mean, but... That don't make no sense. If it's, There'd be, like, mud and whatnot in the cabin. Ain't it clean? 
Well, that's assuming it was raining. Right. What if How it wasn't? So the ground would have to be kind of soft to make a footprint like that. And it has been storming. We're, we're close enough to my trust to where it'd be storming over here too for like the past month, right? It certainly seems reasonable that there might have been rainstorms that would branch off and go in this direction, much like the one that was going up the valley of Astoria. All right, all right. Next, next is I know it's a, a tough time for you, and um, you've been really pissy lately. So don't take this offensively. How do nymphs, like, die? Why? Like, what, what happens to their bodies? I would say this before you answer. You know it changes depending on the nymph. The Dryad and Ore do not return to Thylea the same way. I don't know much about the nymphs of her kind. But the Ore, we turn into stardust and we brush out into the wind, become one with the night sky. But an Oread is such, a, such as herself. Maybe come one with the mountains. I don't know. I'm going to look around and see... If they turn back into stars, maybe she turns, like, to mud or something? I'm looking for something that doesn't fit in a clean area like this. I don't like this food. Nyx is now uh, going through the whole cabin. Very similarly to how she went through uh, Demetria's chambers, hunting for answers. Yeah. Going through the whole cabin, um, there's nothing that you would not be able to turn up without enough time. And you guys have kind of sort of plenty of time uh, if you want to invest it. So it take you about 10 minutes to find everything that you'd be able to find in here without really needing checks. So I'll move the clock forward if that's cool. And I'll tell you what it is you uncover. Hell yeah. Now at about 630 uh, in the afternoon, the evening. The first thing that is amiss to you, Nyx, very much so, a glaring red flag. There are no weapons. There is one thing that Renee prided herself on, and that was the craftsmanship that she put forward in making her tools. A hunter through and through, her spear, her bow, her quiver, her arrows, all of which self-made, all of which are missing. And in turning over the rest of the cabin, you're looking for signs of mud or dirt, and you realize they don't seem to be immediately apparent, but they are there. They just seem brushed away, tucked up against the wall here and here. It seems like whatever was tracked into this place was swept or cleaned away but there are signs of dirt maybe just a habit and Nyx you would recall Renee does like to keep a clean living space she does tidy up after herself so it makes sense but eventually she would sweep the dirt out of the house but it's still here 
the well turns up nothing beyond the water contained within, and I don't know if you're looking anywhere else, but there are no other immediate signs. What's up? Where are you looking? I want to just, like, kind of, like, uh, skirt the, skirt the outside of the cabin, like this kind of area, see if there's any signs that survived the rain. Maybe, like, under the trees or something. Gotcha. Certainly a bit difficult, uh, and there are many trails leading from this place basically in every direction, but you can give me two survival checks. Twenty-two both times. Because you consistent. For a while, you're just seeing the remnants of both a mixture of rain, mud, and well-worn footprints, just sloshed up dirt, and the occasional footfall underneath trees, like you were looking. Uh, a few resting places. It seems like even something marked into the bark, some sort of log of some sort. Hard to put together it seems to be written or carved in some code that you're not really sure what it means it just seems to be a series of marks it doesn't seem to have any rhyme or reason to it to you but you do find one footprint that stands out to you circling through these trees underneath this one a single you think it's a footprint, you hope it's a footprint, you're grasping at straws, but it seems to have that same sort of injured bent to it. That same uneven weight distribution, that same odd angle. And there was nothing under this tree? Mm-hmm. Can I continue my examination? Ah, no, stay put. Around, uh... That upper area? two trees, yeah. Kind of like... Continuing to look there. Give me one more survival check. And it's forested, so I'm supposed to have advantage. With advantage, that's true. I forgot that. So it's shift click. Yeah. Well, sad. (laughs) Seventeen's not bad. It is not bad. However, looking around (laughs) this area, you're not finding a track that coincides with it. Right over here. Ah, I'm still on ruler. These trees. Looking over in this direction... It takes you a bit of time, but it seems like between uh, these two last trees here, you find one more. Interesting. I call Ibis. Come here. Was that Sophia? What were you and Infernia looking at? 
Uh, in the nightmare we had, I saw that Renee had written a note. I didn't know what, and this was on the side table when we arrived. So Nyx approaches Sophia and hands the note to her. I was trying to see if perhaps she knew she was in trouble of some sort. At first glance, I thought perhaps that she had passed weeks ago. The shrines have gone uncollected for some time. I thought perhaps she just knew she was leaving. You mentioned you'd expect weapons taken with her, it seems. I can't imagine she'd be able to carry all of them. She was a hunter, after all. She took pride in creating new ones. Her cabin was often decorated with weapons she carved herself, not just for practicality, but almost as trophies. And for us. This is my theory, and there's obviously no conclusive evidence. But it seems like your friend may have learned something that meant that she could not stay here any longer, took her things and left quite some time ago. The letter, possibly lost by death for you, knowing that you'd come here eventually. The problem is, whatever was causing her troubles found this place. One, she either expected it, but what was hunting her was unintelligent. Something that would not take notes left behind. The other, she did not think the thing that could find her would actually find this place. Maybe leave it on a costin. Or third, she knew it would find this place. She took her things and left, and that note was not left by her, but the one who came out. No, that's... It's poor handwriting, but it's theory. hers. Oh. What is the fairy, yeah? Sean, you broke me, so I can't say anything. of... Something came after her, yet the inside of this cabin remains nearly untouched. Indeed. I wouldn't say it's... They got inside when they did not see her, that's all they needed to know. Again, something unintelligent or not exactly a purpose in mind. Something... I'm not there. I'm gonna go out and uh, see if I can see Inferia. I just don't know where she is. It's Hundy's breaking for me. She's like all the way at the edge of the map, to be fair. Yes, I am all the way at the edge of the map. Like looking I'm... at your vision, you literally can't see her. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, if someone can figure out how old these tracks are and I guess how how old the fruit has been standing here you can get like a timeline. Do I know how old the tracks are at all? 
seems hard to date with the environmental effects, but you feel like, I mean, three tracks is a pattern. You feel like you might have a trail if you'll be able to follow it. You're not sure, but in your experience, this is the best evidence you found. Yeah. As okay. you would so find that send, last footprint at this point. I'm going to send Ivis um, just in in the general direction. Um, so assuming the trail kind of goes this direction, I'm going to send Ivis out and I want him to do kind of a this that's not what I want there kind of a this motion in that direction just to see what he can see um, and then come back and while he's doing that I will go back to the cabin and report what I have found Nix is going to go and look at the remaining buckets of food that she hadn't dumped out. What is it? It's like gathered fruit or meats? Yeah, some salted meats. Those, oddly enough, well, not oddly enough, they're well-salted and preserved meats. Those seem to be fine, cured and stored away. Uh, The fruits, however, seem to have turned a mixture of apples and wild berries. Uh, all seem to be in various states of over-ripeness or just straight-up squishiness at the bottom. Mm. That's good to know. I'm assuming I saw and, the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> and could Nick... How long would it take for them to get into that state from being picked based on Nick's knowledge of foraging? Something easy enough, as I believe you have proficiency in nature, Uh, so probably about, probably about a month. What you're looking at there, too, is more proof that these occurrences happened at two different times. The door itself rent open, but the food must have left there for a while, and yet... It only rotted. Wildlife hadn't actually gotten to this place. The door must have been opened relatively recently. Or the food was already a little old. Look at the meat. It's untouched. Life from outside would have found it. Cured yes, we meats don't typically don't get picked up by scavengers. Yeah. We don't know we don't know how old this food was when it occurred. <laughs> gonna tell me a raccoon's not gonna eat jerky. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Who said they're a raccoon? No, I don't like I don't like salted meat. I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm a little too picky for that. Get anyways. Anyways, I found tracks. More of the same. Yes. Where? Come, this way. They go out into these trees, and I just gesture kind of along this line. I found one here, and one farther out. I sent Ivis to see if he could see anything in that direction. Uh, It is... 
It is late. I do not think it is wise to follow the trail now. I do not know where it will lead. I'll go out after I have to see if I can find anything. Nyx no, lights her lantern. Nyx. No. I know you are anxious to find any clues about your friend, but... You cannot go alone, and it is not safe for all of us to go. It's getting dark. We don't know what's out there. Ibis can give us some clue. We can take a rest and set off in the morning when we are refreshed and ready. I think we do have a good amount of the day left. I think we've only been awake it's for like 7 five PM. hours. It's 7, 7 p.m. PM. Yes. Travel time also pushes. Because when you guys woke up, it was about... It took you from when you woke up till about noon-ish or so to get to the uh, intersection. And then we had a fight. And then a few and more hours after that. A few more oh, hours. Oh, then after. are we closer to the Mitro side of the mountains? And more yeah. or less. Yeah, you guys should ah, get to Mitros. Okay. You guys should reach Mitros by like eleven the next day. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Shouldn't have sent the other guys back then. <laughs> if we don't detour too far after this trail. Besides, Nix. The footprints lead this direction, not that one. Right? They're like the same trail leading in. Clarify that for me. Are the footprints like... The footprints are leading towards the cabin, right? Like the, They like seem the to be leading one. towards the cabin, yeah. Yeah. Besides, the trail is leading to the cabin, so we're not likely to find her. We just might find signs of what happened. Wait, y'all found a trail? Fuck. Nyx just goes back into the cabin. Yes, Mercury, I found some footprints. They were difficult to find. Wait, but I'm you not sure found, you could see them. You only found a trail here, not away from here. I found footprints as far as the trees over there. Um, and I sent Ivis in that direction to see if he could see anything obvious. He can't see the footprints, they're too old and too rained on. Um, yes, but the ones under the trees survived a little better, and so I was able to find them. Yeah, but they, they were coming to the cabin though, right? Yes. Well, I mean, I ain't really gonna... I mean, unless the creature or whatever came here went exactly back to the spot that it came from, which I doubt, yeah, but it seemed like she was injured, and she wasn't injured when you last I saw was... her next. Was she? No, but it's also been some time since I'd seen her. It's yes. best to assume, at least, that maybe whatever made her leave also injured her, so wherever she's coming from could be like a battlefield to show what happened. Cutting through the rain quite quickly, you can see here before you see the uh, the rotation of metal as uh, Ivis appears before you again. Inferia, seemingly only taking about less about ten minutes or so, and reports not too far. No, maybe about a quarter of a mile. A very large dead boar 
is the weirdest thing he saw going out in that direction. Interesting. Nix. Ivis found something not more than a quarter mile away. Perhaps we could at least look at that before we go. It's it's only a quarter mile. We we would have to look and come straight back. Which direction? As okay. Nix just walks right past your Imperia. Yes. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> wait, so, wait, are we all are we all going? Oh, okay, well I'm pretty sure Bart's dead, so <laughs> go ahead and get another training for it. Oh jeez. Oh mm. This is Inferia's training point, and I can feel it. Oh. I the way. Yeah, taking about ten minutes or so, just cresting on about seven, cutting through the rain and the underbrush. The trees sort of thicken a bit more as you head out this way, and then just quickly start to thin away. Like there's like this this small cops or like wall of them uh and then you get out to this sort of clearing and you realize you can see to your left and sort of towards like the north uh, western direction uh sort of more rising hills and mountains uh just rock formations and the like and then to your southeast uh more of these sort of rock formations but straight ahead it just seems to be the sort of open clearing with a spotty tree here or there and eventually uh as you follow this not only do you see a very large, reminiscent almost, at least of the first form of the divine boar that you all confronted so long ago, dead on the ground with, it looks like, two spears and a flurry of arrows buried into it. But also, weirdly enough, a sharp cliff face. Just as far as you can see now out to the horizon, stormy gray skies and off way in the distance you swear the subtle glow of the city of Mitros hmm. stay back I would like to see if there are any tracks do they listen to me <laughs> I mean that's fine Nick's, be careful though Nick there's a lot of arrows no. in this thing Nixie's, yeah, Nixie's the weapons, and she just immediately goes so she can check them out. I hope it shouldn't ruin any of the sign. Yeah, running over to the boar, it's immediately evident that nature has gotten to this thing. It has been out here for a very long time and seems quite rotted and picked at. There are no eyes, all the soft features are gone, there's bone exposed. That's perfectly fine, are the weapons hers? They are. The arrows are her make, the spears are her make. It is quite evident that this was her quarry. Sophia, I you might have been right. These are hers as I rip a spear out from the carcass. <laughs> can, can, I, can I see that? Certainly. 
So I pass it to Theamos and then rip out the other one that's in the boar, picking out the arrows and the spears. I'm like totally ignoring everything that's going out in this right now. I'm just uh, investigating the craftsmanship. <laughs> Give me a smithing's tool check. And then Inferior is sort of, I'm assuming, investigating the signs of this struggle or battle. Yeah, while while they're doing that, I send Ivis to kind of scout a larger perimeter, um, just to make sure nothing sneaks up on us while we're totally distracted. And then I uh, start seeing if I can figure out, you know, like where the battle came from and how it progressed, because maybe it'll, you know, show some signs of whether it was a chase or a hunt. Just kind of try to see what happened a little bit. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need a survival check, an insight check. Uh, I think those are probably the only applicable skills. Okay. Did it roll that with it? Oh it my gosh. Yikes. Okay. And You're this. 11. Well, you guys ruined all the tracks. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, uh, so first up, Theamos, looking at the spear, the first thing that's apparent to you is that there is no metal involved in it. It seems to be just elegantly carved and sturdy wood, not with a bunch of finery. The elegance comes in its shaping. It seems perfectly contoured to the hand and for an optimal flight. The spearhead itself seems to be made from very hard, wide, and well-sharpened bone. It almost looks like a tusk, oddly enough, but refined into a sort of spear or glaive, almost kind of like edge. Hand it back to Bex. There's no metal on that. No, she's a mountain nymph, not like a dwarven mountain. It's not metals up here. She was a hunter, not a miner. Was the door frame bent inwards or outwards? Outwards, like a peeled can. Like the can lid. Almost like Renee broke into her own cabin. <laughs> yeah. Except the tracks are wrong for that. Maybe. I mean, except for the part where. Some of it still remains on, on the actual wall. So it's like we had the door in the cabin, and then... Yeah? Hinges outwards? <laughs> Diagrams, right? So, looking at... <laughs> what are you showing me, Mel? Oh, just the flat piece of paper I threw a pen into to visualize the chunks of door going out of the cabin. Uh, I think so. It's kind of hard to look at. Yeah, I can't really tell what's going on there. Uh, yeah, kind of, sort of. Just more, like, just more peel. Um, looking at the battlefield, Inferia, yeah, there's, it's hard to tell, uh, a lot because of just, it's been a long time. Um, 
though in spite of uh, even the rain, you do notice sort of lodged up against uh, a tree is a large splotch of blood. And noticing on, it looks like it seems like uh, the other side of this clearing, you see the only other sign you can pick up is a snapped and bent tree. Like something ran into it with great force or ran past it with great force. With the insight check, it's hard to put these limited pieces together as you have just, it seems like a, a large splotch of blood and a tree that looks like it got hit by a car and the tree actually somehow lost. Uh, and you're not sure what to do with that. Have I seen Inferior and Nyx bleed before? They bleed normal. <laughs> they seem to. Yeah, don't bleed sap Did or something. They bleed chlorophyll. Are you guys like <laughs> green blooded? I bleed chlorophyll. <laughs> the Annex bleeds normal. Yeah, they bleed their own blood. <laughs> certainly a battle. Hmm. Well, I would say this is where Nyx. or where Renee picked up that injury. Hmm. Though I can't be sure. Yeah, sort of scouring of this that don't sure. entirely line up, but now if I'd have to say, it seems like possibly she went to hunt this beast, was injured, returned to her home knowing that she could not survive it. The beast chased her, destroyed her door, but could not get to her. The beast couldn't chase her, it's dead. It died after. Impaled with weapons. As but it would come... It doesn't make sense, Sophia. It died here. The cabin is not here. It wouldn't I mean... return to the place of the battle to die. Yeah, there would be tracks leading back to here from the beast itself if it came back. So, it yeah, looks I mean, like... No, the rain would have washed him away. Yeah. But we fought a creature like this before. That boar gave no care for what damage it caused. Everything leading up to the cabin was fine. That's right. Yes. And I would well, think and it would break the door that way. Yes, it would bash the door in. This looks more like Renee peeled the door open herself for some reason. And that's why I said it did not line up. It certainly seems like something came after all of this. A third party in it all. The ball, possibly not the one that destroyed the door, then someone else must have. The ball could have been something that she had... Hunted, it could have been wreaking havoc along the mountain. She needed to take care of it. Maybe it was bait for her. Someone waiting. A... You mentioned inferior that the door was bent, similarly to how the Cerberus had been killed, very unnaturally yet smooth. Yes. Well, that's what it looked like to me. The other thing it looked like was. Well, seems silly, but almost looked like Renee might have pulled the door open herself, but no, doesn't not, seem right. Not so cleanly. It almost looked like it was crafted that way with how it bent. Maybe follower of Lutheria, somebody with access to her magic. Perhaps. This is only conjecture, though. I would say that we return to the cabin for a rest, or 
perhaps not the cabin, and then we can continue to investigate in the morning. All we have now is conjecture. It's not going to get us anywhere. Nix, other than being close to you, was Renee important? What is she? She was important in the sense that this mountain was her domain. She tended to it, took care of it. That's why there are shrines along the path. People passing through, hunters, they... They would give offerings to her. Mostly so that she wouldn't hunt them for sport, but also in reverence for the fact she was supposed to maintain the natural balance of this place. But Renee hated people. She couldn't stand them, especially the settler races. So, mate, does this mean that the mountain's gonna be on balance from now on? Eventually, another Oriad spirit is going to come down and take a physical form and replace Renee's. If not an Oriad leaving mountains of their own to come here. But nature can stay in balance with or without a nymph. Forest is going to find a balance of its own, even if it was once corrupted. I mean, we made sure of that with Demetria's old grove. It just means there isn't going to be a force to ensure that for a, a while. A tool, if you will. Oh, crotch. As Ivis sort of swoops back down towards you, uh, Imperia. It's communicating in a series of clicks that there is seems to be nothing else moving in your direction, nothing hostile nearby as far as he can tell, and he just sort of lands at the edge of the cliff, oddly enough, sort of just spreading out his wings, letting the rain uh, wash over him, and just looking towards Mitros for a moment. Interesting. I'll go stand beside him. Moving toward the cliff edge, you can see this wide open expanse of it looks like more trees. You can see like a sort of defined path almost seeming to cut through them off in the distance, leading towards squinting your eyes like this large sort of city gate uh, way off in the distance. Hard to see, but you just managed to sort of piece it together. (sighs) It's almost kind of a beautiful vista in a way, if it wasn't so dreary with all this rain and all that seems to sort of surround it. And you hear Ivis click as he seems to be looking down. Down? And 60, 70 feet down, you see a dark brown, black splotch. Interesting. There's something down there. How big does it look like? I'll walk Something over down the there. Cliff. Oh, hard to step tell. Step right off. Whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> As you quickly descend, uh, Mercury, and about 10 feet from the uh, from the ground, I wager you would most likely hesitate as you realize what you're approaching. A bloody ruin. Nah, I mean, I saw a fucking three-headed dog get just eviscerated with guts everywhere. I think I'm pretty used to gore at this point. 
All right. Yeah, coming all the way down here, you just see blood everywhere. So I'll just hover right above it and kind of look at it. What's it look like? Is it humanoid? It's dark brown in color, and it almost seems like it's soaked into the stone. All this rain is washing over it, and it doesn't seem to move. Looking at the stone itself, it almost looks porous. It almost looks like a sponge. Stone looks like a sponge. Yeah, weirdly enough, just the texture. Oh, I see. Um, this looks like a sponge. There's no movement. I am going to. Uh, oh, where are you at? You're probably on this sheet. Are you on this sheet? I'm going to just cast a little minor illusion right next to it to look like a little bird. To see if it moves or twitches at all. It doesn't. No signs of any sort of odd sudden lurch. The fluid doesn't seem to sort of come to life. It doesn't seem like the starry ichor. It seems, as best you can tell, like dried blood. Just a grotesque quantity of it. Alright, I'll go poke it. It doesn't move. And I'm sort to of flip it over. Well, it's on, it's on the stone surface, so, like, you'd have to flip over the whole stone. Oh, it's so like it's a puddle like... of blood. Yeah. It is like an impact point. There's, there's no, like, in. bones. There's no, like, cloak. It's just a puddle of blood. Just a massive puddle of blood. And looking at it, you realize that there is this streak to it. Heading uh, north, it looks like. Like something like dragged like itself out of the puddle. Pass? Not like a little pass, it just seems like sort of staying near the cliff face. It goes to the north. Yeah, as best you can see, it seems to go about five, ten feet before it sort of rounds a, a rocky uh, outcropping of this cliff. Sort of so just disappearing fly back up, it. fly back up, and tell him that it's there's a blood trail moving to the north. I'll send Ivis to investigate. Ivis quickly trail. takes off and dives down. Fuck, this is exhausting. Yes. Can't be, huh? I'll move along the cliff face on the top. You don't think it's her? It's been raining for days. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be pretty dang fresh. Maybe fact, an animal fell off trail. the cliff. Maybe something that was eating on the ball. Worth mm. checking out, but... Not expected to be her. I'm going along the edge of the cliff go northward for a bit inferior and just sort of looking down a bit hard to see but you can just barely sort of make out where ivis seems to be sort of in a cute sort of fashion hopping along the trail of this 
gruesome streak of blood. And that streak seems to sort of come to a stop at a part of the cliff face, one that you sort of lined up with now. So you're standing at the top of this cliff, and he's at the bottom. And in between the two of you, you see at the very top the rock itself in the cliff is contorted and pulled away from it. Like it was dragged on. Ibis, come back. Um, it seems to I make kind a really a- obvious handhold. Kind of step back away. And then... Do I know anything about Oreids? Mm, you know they like to stick to mountains. Uh, you know that they have an affinity for stone, uh, much in the same way that dwarves do, but not going into it. They don't dig they're not, you know, miners. Um, they are very accomplished hunters, and you're usually pretty standoffish. They also are really into uh, taking lovers for a period of time, something perhaps that you maybe have had to avoid in your mountainous travels. Very fond of uh, making pets out of people, it seems. This is their reputation. So it's just one handhold? Looking down further, you see another. Almost like a trail of handholds. And another. And another. Each of them twisted and contorted out of the stone. Not carved by nature, but bent and rent out of it. Much in the same way that the Cerberus was. I turn and look like, like I'm facing the cliff face and I turn and face the opposite direction and see if there's any tracks. Kind of the way I scanned the immediate area of the cabin, I scanned the immediate area of the top of the cliff. Turning back, you have a clearing in front of you. You have a boar to your northwest, dead against a tree. But you realize no tracks to be seen on the ground, but you were pointed directly in the direction you came. Let's see. Next. You find something. Yes, it would appear that whatever fell off the cliff was also what uh, contorted the cabin door. Look at, come, come, look, there's handholds pulled out of the cliff. So I'll go fly over and look at the cliff. And sort of descending down along with the stone. You can see just these strange sort of spirals of stone, like something being pulled to an infinitely small point. And I said you can see these strange spirals of stone being pulled towards an infinitely small point, being wrenched out of the rock and contorted into these spiky handholds. In the Cerberus. Exactly. In in the Cerberus, I remember the flesh twisted as if spikes were being ripped from it, and they went towards that giant pit. Yes. So whatever it was, it was... I guess we could safely assume flying along the cliffside. Well... Eventually... Is there any blood on the handholds? Going to her, but if it went after Good her, then question, why are the other? Mercury. Then why are the other trees okay? Looking at towards the bottom, 
if you go all the way down to the bottom, the first five or so all seem to have blood dried into the stone again. That same strange sort of porous rock seeming to hold on to this fluid. It looks like the blood has been dried for quite some time. Very long time, but not eroded by all the rain. And there's not blood at the top ones. Not blood at the top ones, no. There is the large pool of blood back where you first came down, this streak here, another larger but uh, another sort of medium-sized pool at the very bottom, and then just blood on the uh, handholds for about the first five, and then the blood seems to just stop. Is there any blood on the ground leading away from the cliff face? Nope. I do the same... So I had Ivis do this kind of like sweep back and forth motion. I do that leading away from the cliff face towards the cabin, examining carefully to see if there's any kind of track. Okay. That'll take about another 10 minutes or so for him to do it thoroughly. Sure. So I'll fly back up and let people know what I saw. And as Ivis does it to the cabin, I'll do it through the clearing kind of thing. Okay, you might be able to uh, do it faster with your much higher wisdom and experience. Give me a survival check with advantage. There we go. <laughs> 25. It is perhaps at the last second before you get back to the tree line, you see a single uh, injured footprint, much like the others, underneath a tree between roots leading directly from the handholds. If you walk just in a straight line back to where you came, you find a single footprint that lines up with it. Nix. Nix, whoever caused these footprints was the one who pulled the handholds. Did Renee have any kind of way of, well, manipulating stone? Manipulating stone? Oh, gods. Uh, they try to remember if Renee had that kind of magic just innate to her. It is not uncommon amongst Oreids, but it is not a universal thing. And Renee expressed some spite at not having those gifts, having to do everything the old-fashioned way. Obviously, no. obviously it'd be a strange coincidence for her to create the same pattern of what we saw before. Well, I... I the... What um, Manaeus said and of the description of the creature and then what um, Vulcan, Vulcan said something about, about the creature and how it was a corruption that hadn't been seen in a very long time and the timelines. Ah! Well, I, I should Lutheria is dreaming up more. Well, she's saying That's... that your friend is the beast. You said well, in your nightmare that she had been puppeted. And gutted. Your friend found her end here and turned into the bat-like creature that went and put an end to the Cerberus. It's just merely conjecture. That is why the door was bent outward. She rescued herself from her fall, left you the note, before she 
was no longer herself. Broke her own way out of her cabin. And now she may be what Menaeus saw before. Twisted by Lutheria. But still aware enough to kill Lutheria's creature. I don't Possibly. know. I don't know. It's it's. I could be very wrong. It's an interesting theory. It's not one I'm going to dismiss. It's. It would make the most sense that the reason why the door was pulled out of woods. It wasn't her trying to get out of her cabin. It was this force pulling the door open so she can get in. Yes. Or her breaking her way out after she was no longer herself. Well, but it was pulled out. Or pushed. We go in the same direction. If it was pushed from within the cabin. There was dirt inside that was also pushed against the walls. It could have been a burst. Uh. An awakening. Power. A transformation. But no, if it was a burst, it wouldn't just be the dirt, it would be all the other items in there, though. Everything else was pretty nice. This is true. Unless it was merely... It was more gentle, but... Uh, we, we are very deeply in conjecture now. I mean, speculation. Not, not to be kind of insensitive, but I'm cold and wet. Can you go outside? Would probably be wise to seek shelter. Wait, you know you don't do so well in the rain, Thamos. I mean, rain doesn't bother me too much. But like, we've been in rain like for the past like twelve hours. My underwear is soaked. Wait, you wear underwear? No. I always kind of thought you you were kind of folk that didn't really wear it. I mean. Is there nothing else we can glean from here? I saw nothing else, no. This track here is the same as those at the cabin. And we have assumed they belong to Renee. We'll probably find more with more light. It's getting kind of dark and it's already stormy. I doubt we would be able to glean any more information from those tracks, however, because it is just a straight line back to the cabin, and we saw three at the cabin and one here. We would just be filling in the holes of the trail at this point. I do agree. I think we've hit a dead end of sorts. There's enough contradicting normal information that something odd obviously happened without being able to witness all ourselves. I can feel you said. Well, the conjecture. I'm gonna chip off some of this porous rock from this cliff face. So it don't seem normal that rocks just absorb liquid. Definitely doesn't. And Nix is gonna head back to the cabin. If the theory of transformation is correct, or at the very least a Lutherian monstrosity was here. Wonder if anybody traveling along the roads into Mitros have seen it. Hmm. Also, also leans to why the blood has lingered for so long. 
Maybe the transformation was already in place during her fall. It already started to take on the characteristics of that echo. Through coming, or are you, you just gonna stay out here at the cliff, or? Oof. <laughs> Mercury. Yep. Could you break off one of those stone handholds? The one that has the blood. Say, so fly all the way back to the cliff. That's a good push. <laughs> You know, Sophia, what happened last time we had a substance that we knew was perhaps associated with Lutheria? I'm aware. So cut off two! Mm hmm. Yeah, two of these strange, sort of spiky, twisted, almost kind of like big drill bits. Perhaps we can have a proper conversation. I understand. No, actually, I don't. I empathize with your situation. However, picking a verbal battle with a titan at our current, well, experience is probably not wise. If she wanted me dead, she would have killed me long ago. She likes to toy with me, and if she's going to play, then I will too. Ah, uh, I see. Well? What are you to think what gave birth to it, though? If it started here, what seed created such a beast? Interesting. Hmm. Yes. If Lutheria dreamed it up for some reason, then I'd have to wonder why I target Renee. The only timeline we have or any essence of one is the rotting food. So perhaps this did happen a month ago. That caucus is ancient. Renee wouldn't slay a beast that grand and then leave it there to be picked off. She wouldn't leave her weapons, either. May I yes. also give evidence of why the food was not picked out by rodents. If she turned here, maybe there was a smell that lingered. In essence, something like the echo that drew wildlife away. Something that would yes. push away any other life. Thinking back, do you remember seeing any wildlife in the immediate vicinity that would be normal? Around the mountain? Where all that blood was? Like, between here and the cabin? Mm, between here and the- between, like, the incident point and the cabin? Yeah, just all the ground that I covered in all my investigation. No wildlife. Uh, the, only th the only thing you saw a smattering of were a few, like, birds, but no big wildlife. Most of them, most of the birds seem to just be sort of flying up high, 
uh, but nothing, no like squirrels, no small rodents, nothing bounding between the trees. It seemed pretty empty. The forest was weirdly quiet now that I think about it. That could be very correct. Almost deserted. How did I not notice before? That's very concerning. What pieces are put together? Yes. God. What if, what if she's not gone from this place? What if she's not the bat, but she is transformed? Maybe she lingers. Well, then that would mean it would be unwise to stay here. That's... <laughs> ominous line appears out of... <laughs> Good timing, Thamos. Really All <laughs> the way back. Thaumos, if it will soothe you, give me your clothing and I will dry them. As you so can good. see, I'm sort of waving my hand over some of my clothes that I've taken off as this gray mist sort of just drifts over them as it seems like they just come out the other side as they get washed in this gray mist. Dry and clean. I was so excited when that first half of the sentence. It's um, all three times as I pass Bartholomeus, I check to make sure that he's still dead. I am. Yep, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Imperia sends Ibis out to do like a like a spiral kind of scouting pattern. Yep. You up from out from the cabin. Paying particular oh. attention to presence of wildlife. Oh, I see. And anything with that twisting, contorted appearance. Gotcha. Just two since, details. Since it, looks like, <laughs> since it looks like we're setting up camp, Nyx is going to set up outside her uh, her rainwater catcher. She just takes some of her supplies off of Eddie, sets that up, and kind of almost like like routinely sweeping out the dirt from the edges of the cabin, emptying the spoiled food from the buckets, just kind of tidying up the place. Too bothered by the rain, Inferia is going to take watch sitting under this tree. As I begin to cast a ritual! <laughs> Fuck, are you again? Fifteen foot. So I'll just set uh, one of the bloody things on the on the table. Thank you. What are you gonna do with it? Investigate. See what qualities it may have compared to normal blood. See if there's something to learn about the origin of this thing. Yeah. My sphere actually fits up a good majority of inside, but not quite. Here we go. What, your hut? Yeah. I, I shoved the hut inside the hut. What hut? As I draw a circle, sketching up onto the walls and places around inside. The magic will be complete shortly. If you wish to rest here tonight, please be here when the spell completes. Uh, Inferia! Oh, oh, well, oh well. I'm sure she'll make it back in time. No, yeah. she's dead. 
wait to finish the ritual until everybody's inside. Nix, I'm sorry. Your friend seems to be less than okay. I appreciate your sympathy. And I'm gonna... Before I do my ritual, I'm gonna stash something outside or by the well. What are you tucking over by the well, mister? Be careful though, that well doesn't have any rope or any, you know, buckets or nothing. There's nothing there. I'm just popping up a, a loose rock or so and sticking it underneath it. Putting the rock down on top of it. A certain little vial. Hmm. Very conspicuous vial. As when do you take it out of your bag? I basically, like, when everybody's getting ready before I do my ritual, I go over the well to basically pretend like I'm getting water or something to drink. And, uh, yeah, just find a loose rock when I'm over there, pop it out of my bag, pop it under the rock, and come back, start my ritual. Yeah, as you take it out of your bag to put it into the rock, you can see and feel immediately this vibration in your hand in the vial and see the fluid inside of it alive and moving like a trapped animal. Like it is, and it just seems to be pulling in this, it seems to be smashed up against the wall of the vial, like it is trying to get past you and into the cabin. Interesting. I take out the the spiral rock and put it up close to the vial. You see the fluid inside of it seem to sort of, for lack of a better word, look at the spiral. This is just like, Oddly enough, kind of like that weird sort of water that you encountered so long ago in the Oracle's Grotto. That strange sort of, it almost had a face and was holding on to the Oracle. This weird creation. This fluid seems to move a lot in the same way, though not properly a creature, it seems. No face, no calls, no screeching. But it seems to sort of look at this spirally rock and it push itself up against the glass again, not with the same force, but with purpose. Nice. And knowing that, then I'm going to take a uh, a different vial out of my bag and ding, 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 drop the the stone into it, and uh, yeah, just hide the ichor out here. Though I'm going to keep the the sealed stone with me. The uh, the spiral. Yeah. It's like a it's like a knife in size sure. so you probably wouldn't be able to stick it into a, a I don't know if you have a dagger sized vial but it is like a, it's like I, a I got a lot horn. of different shaped vials so I know I'm going to be gathering a whole lot of weird shaped stuff I got one I got big old mason jars that are enough to fit big old Gigon eyes I got yeah, all fine. kinds of shapes baby he's a fucking the bed back and beyond the fucking jars over here oh yeah I've got a wide assortment of jars anything I thought I might need Stick the, the weird stained unicorn horn looking thing into the jar uh, that you conveniently have, like my pile of infinite black handkerchiefs. Uh, yep. Alchemist <laughs> supplies. Everything you need to alchemy. <laughs> Nondescript. My component pouch of jars. Nice. All right. All right. No problem. No problem. Uh, Leave yeah, the acre out there. Leave the acre out. All right. Cool. 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 
But yeah, uh, and for the record, the horn didn't seem to, or the horn, I'm calling it a horn now, the, uh, the spike didn't seem to react or vibrate or move or anything like that. It seemed inert, as best you can tell, whatever Perfect. was going on yeah. there. I assumed as much. That's why I'm taking it back in with me. <laughs> if it was started wiggling, then uh, yeah, yeah they both they about. started like magneting together, like you were trying to put two magnets together. That'd be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Welcome back. I'm gonna yeah, say it's this died. rock, right? This this little one over here. Oh shit! I dragged my thing. Oh, I don't know where that other one went. I was totally inside while the mini hub was put up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then I go back out. Yep, <laughs> yep. Alright, as you guys are settling in now at about 7 yeah, Sophia realizes she needs to go to the bathroom, but oh no, she can't leave! <laughs> Bust out the bucket. Truly a tragedy. Has Ivis returned with any findings? Or is he still spiraling away? <laughs> yeah, he should return now, because I, I did move time forward about ten minutes. Uh, so returning, the only signs of uh, larger wildlife are to, from this location, assuming the top of the map is north, which it should be, more or less, uh, we're at the far reaches northwest um, and no other signs as far as you could tell of any sort of contorted or pulled rock or anything like that. Hmm. Well, we'll have to keep a good watch tonight. Continue to circle every once in a while, Ivis. The well seems to be a good vantage point as well for in-between patrols. For now, I will sit watch out here. <laughs> I'll take last watch. Yeah, what are the watches looking like? Inferior's on first. Third. Third. Chase usually takes last. I'll take second. One foot watch. No, wait, I'm four foot watch. Nyx, Nyx doesn't really announce a watch. She just, like, she goes under the the covers of of the bed as if she's going to sleep, but sleep doesn't really find her, so she stays up the length of first watch. So I take out my alchemy supplies and go to work. After last night, I think I'm going to stay awake tonight and keep an eye on things. It will not be a problem for me. Actually, I actually have a, a table I can work on today, not a stump. Yeah, you have a whole ass table, nicely carved. Yeah. So I'm gonna start crushing some, uh, some minerals and setting them to boil so they can turn into oil overnight. Oh yeah. Alchemy. Alchemy. Dun -dun 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 -dun. Alchemy. Alright. As we get into... First watch. 
seems quiet besides the ever-present rain and the occasional clap of thunder. Inferia and Ivis outside keeping a close eye on the surroundings as dusk turns to darkness. Give me perception checks, you two. Yes. Sorry. No problem. Perception. Boom. And. And perception. Where is this perception? Where is. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh uh-huh. Is Darius chilling in a tree out in the in the rain? Can't move him. He's stuck. Oh, he's like dead. Weird. Spawn a new Darius. I don't know what happened. I couldn't even move him. That was weird. Uh two eighteen. It's very nice, very nice. Yeah, keeping a close eye out. You don't see anything moving. Trees and the like rustling just due to wind and rain. You don't hear any signs of nightlife, though it is usually quieter in terms of those things just due to rain, but your gut connects it. So, yeah, there's usually something. And it seems like there's nothing. Strange sort really of artificial si artificial silence almost. I don't like it one bit. As I think, what just Sophia and Nix are awake inside the cabin. Yeah, Nix well, is just lying. Down no, Bart's Nix is right, just cool. Nix is just lying under the covers, just turned away from. The general group of of the cabin, uh, but she's holding the lynx pelt close to her and having a thumb run over its its fur and just staying awake. And just having the events of the day run through her head, just trying to piece all the clues together. She's trying to go to sleep, but it just doesn't really come to her. If there is nothing else, first watch passes uneventfully. Inferior comes inside to rest, but Imus will continue doing regular patrols. Flexing his metallic endurance, as I think it might just be Mercury for second watch? Probably. And uh, Kira, who says she's not sleeping. Well, I imagine like I wake up and this is Kira. You awake? <laughs> hey, Mercury. Oh, Jesus. Hey, Mercury, you awake? <laughs> like a fucking toddler just staring me down. <laughs> you awake in there, huh? Yeah? Yeah, you awake? 
Anything, anything you want to say to uh, Kier? Uh, hey, hey, Kier, qu question for you. Mm-hmm. Like, how strong are you still? Like, can you heal people if we get hurt or something? Or, like, bring someone back from the dead? <laughs> oh. I must admit that was never really my talent, much more my sister's. The best I could do is get you to her quickly. Wait, the one in, uh, the one in Mitros? Yes. What? Why are y'all in different cities? Give me an insight check. Well, this ain't gonna go well. Extraordinarily hard, but you might get lucky. You know what? Why not? I will totally use my mythic inspiration on this. Hey! So why the hell not? Wait, so what do I, Godly I do? Is it control or alt? Yeah, control? for advantage, shift. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You Did notice... You, you notice a twinge on her face, but it's... Must have been a trick of the light. Um, I'll be honest with you, Mercury, not much for telling lies, especially to someone as wonderfully devout as you. Um, we don't always get along, <laughs> like most families, I suppose. I, I don't I don't really know. I didn't have any brothers or sisters. Oof. Uh, sorry. Um. Well, perhaps like a close friend then. Uh, even those maybe you made after your experiences that you know I'm sure are painful for you. You spent some time in Mitros, did you not? Well, yeah. I mean, doing some touring and whatnot. I'm sure you got into disagreements with those you worked with and didn't want to see them for uh, stretches of time. I get along well enough with Pythor. Him and I have always been, as Mother would put it, troublemakers. But Valis... Wait, she like the goody two-shoe of the family? You could say that. She's the the oldest, as it were. Ah, uh, ah, uh, alright, yeah, yeah, I get what you Like, she's the older sister, and you're the younger sister, and, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, you, you should live up and, like, you know, be like your older sister, and you're all like, nah, I don't want to do that, because life's too much fun to do that, and so then you guys kind of butted heads. Because, like, people be like, why why are your younger sister doing all these things? And why aren't you, you know, making her do the right things? And then it caused all this drama. <laughs> See, your talent for storytelling has given you guidance where your own experience has not. <sighs> Does Val's got daddy issues, too? Like, is that why Vulcan's, you know, in Astoria, not in Mitros? No, he has Mitros issues 
He um, does. He carries a lot of grief in his heart, and uh, he tells himself and us it's to keep an eye on Pythor. But as you and I both know, he hasn't really done a good job of that. So he sort of looks over towards Theamos. But... He means well. Valis has always been... the prim and proper... favorite child, if you will. Right. What's he got to feel guilty about? What kind of grief he carrying around? Like, from the war? He blames himself for the death of my mother. Who do I know about Mitros. the death of their mother? Mitros, the silver goddess, the bright dawn. Mm, legend has it that she fell defending the city of Mitros. And records of the war between the dragon lords and the titans, the appearance of the five gods, what happened to all the dragons, these things are even harder to put together than what you all spent your day investigating. But there is some credence to it. There is the ruins of her temple in Mitros, never rebuilt under the edict of Vulcan. There is the... the commitment of Valis to sort of carry the torch forward and be like her mother. These traits are well espoused in any temple you'll go to. But the actual events of that fateful day, they are... Legends, stories, myths. Some say she perished fighting Lutheria in the harbor, but it is a fanciful fairy tale. The true events are hard to pin down. I mean, like, I get it, right? Like, it's, it's a husband's responsibility to, you know, protect his wife and, you know, Losing, losing a spouse ain't never easy. And that, that must have been a heck of a burden for your sister. Mm. Yeah, she has always tried to live up to mother's example, especially since then. Father's never really been the same. And, well, she make you feel guilty that y you ain't helping out living up to, to your mother as well? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have my own ambitions, my own contributions, I suppose. I have always kept smiles on people's faces and... I feel like I still do that when I can. I mean, you ever... You ever, like... You ever just find it hard to 
always keep smiling. I can understand that idea, and I have seen it. I have seen it with Valis as the centuries have passed, but <laughs> a cheery smile in a happy tune is what I am, Mercury. That is the difference between a god and a mortal. I am yeah. happiness. Yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, I'm glad that you can always be happy. It ain't easy. I mean, I, I heard stories about when you'd come and visit, visit Yavin. They say, like, you never happier than when you were there. Especially when you went and, you know, toured the great temple and came for the festival and saw all the sonnets and songs and plays that were put on in your honor. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, we always thought that you're kind of the highlight of your life, but... Apparently, that's just not real true. If you can forget all about us and it don't seem to affect you at all, well... I guess the times are just changing. I am happy... In spite of things, Mercury, I am happy because it is what I am, not because I choose to be. I cannot be unhappy. Even if I carry regrets, I mean, I guess the, to be God, true blessings. <laughs> oh, it certainly seems that way. Yeah, well, I, I better go check outside, make sure ain't nothing sneaking up around us. Make sure to keep, I believe you called her Kiki, dry. Oh, yeah, she, she'll be fine. Bir birds love water. Just not, like, swimming in it, but, like, you know, they bathe themselves in it all the time. Hmm. It is darkness outside. It is darkness. Yeah, darkness. Let us go look around. Watch the rain. It reminds me of home. I'll just come back in and go back to bed. No, it's the Kishi curse the doors. Why do you think he knocked it down? <laughs> well said, Mercury. Go ahead and get yourself a training point for that. As was anyone on third watch? 
Hey, Theamos. You doing anything, bud? And Ivis. Hmm? Oh, of course, and Ivis is. I am the sentry of the door. Kaka. They must have a Darius kind of sit on his head and it's gonna make like a tiny umbrella covering for Darius as he goes outside and like looks through Darius's eyes because they almost can't really see in the dark. Darius can, but he doesn't want Darius to get uh, too wet. So he's kind of just kind of outside, just looking around, just keeping watch. I would do it physically, but you know, foundry breaks every five minutes, so. Hmm. Can't you go? Maybe you have a different foundry than I do. <laughs> there we go. I can do it with the arrow keys. Weird. Darius joining Ivis with some looking out. Seems to be still quiet. The rain waxing and waning throughout the night, but nothing approaching or rustling through the trees towards the cabin. It is just silent. Weird. Shouldn't be that quiet. She has to sleep, right? Yeah. What, what is she? What is this thing? Gotta be nosy. <laughs> It seems to be some sort of setup that she had put in place. It seems like also yesterday, uh, something boiling or bubbling, some sort of mixture. I, what are you making? Making some oils. You saw her probably take out a small gemstone and crush it up and uh, start boiling some, looks like water that had some other strange liquids or something in it, but uh, it seems like the crystals inside the water are actually dissolving over time, as the water itself is actually boiling away, as by third watch, there's probably not a ton left in this thing. It's probably just this, like, slowly blobbing up um, like viscous liquid at the bottom of this thing, that there's, there's maybe only like an inch at the bottom of this, uh, sort of like Sort of like a black cauldron, but like a little mini version of it. <laughs> Is it on like an open fire? Uh, yeah, it's got like a little, uh... It's basically like a candle underneath it, but a, a larger candle. What are they called? Unson burner. Little, little sterno cans. Little yeah. can oh. of sterno. Those probably don't exist, but... I'm not going to build an actual flammable. campfire on the table. <laughs> flammable goo. Hey, you have alchemy. Yeah. You can make flammable goo, stick it in a tin, and then burn it. Yeah, so basically stir no cans. Might burn a little dirty. Might be little black wisps of smoke that come out, but, you know. Would I, looking at it, would I know how to, like, turn it on, like, turn the fire on, or? Turn the fire hotter? Just, just put like turn it on. Like if it, if it got turned off, turn it on. Like it, it's literally uh, like a giant candle. You probably just snuff it out. Yeah. But just relight it. Yep. Yeah. All right. I turn it off and I'm gonna move it. 
I'm just gonna turn it off and then just gonna take the take the setup over here. And just kinda just kinda put it on the ground. Away from anything like flammable, and then I'm just gonna turn it on. I'm not gonna say anything. That's all. Alright. Every little Let me sphere. move this fire over next to a ephemera. Oh wait, but that's really close to my fire. Yeah, I don't want to freak her out. Fuck. I thought that was the point. I was looking forward. I to thought he was doing there. that. <laughs> no, no. Next to a fire, <laughs> a fire right next to her head while she's sleeping. Like, let's see you sleep now. <laughs> let's induce panic attacks. Yeah. I was pranking Sophia, like not interfering. Flame yeah. right in front of your face. She just wakes up, kicks it over, sets the whole cabin on fire. Nope. PTSD. I don't do that. I I'm not planning on traumatizing the area. I was just planning to play Sophia, just so I'm not going to do vigorously. that. You want to put it like on the countertop? Or? I'll do that. I'll put it. I'll just put it on the counter. Not in front of the Freya's face. And then just, you know, sit around for my watch to end. Oh, looking through Darius. Yeah, popping in his eyes. He can see nice and clear off into the distance. Everything seems a-okay. And it's, you know, the weird silence. <laughs> of course. The horrible, weird silence. And as you come towards the end of your uh, watch, Theamos, you get this sort of chill on the back of your neck, this sort of uncomfortableness. And Sophia's bubble has been comfortable. I don't know if anyone popped into it in the uh, the forge, for instance, but if you had, it would have been much cooler than even the reduced temperature uh, in the active forge once the ventilation turned on. In here, it's been quite comfy, nice and dry. Like, kind of gross almost like you have like goosebumps you feel unsettled as you sort of spend more and more time awake in this bubble sort of in the silence of it all <sighs> something just doesn't seem right oh no So I was getting the same feeling outside. And I just get goosebumps? <laughs> Not really. You can have sort of intuition moments. He can make inside checks technically. But nothing seems to be alarming him or really Darius. Interesting. Oh boy. So it doesn't feel right. They must get tap into his paladin energies and just do a quick look around with some divine sense. See if there's some consecration nearby as you tap into that divine sense you basically get punched in the face you cannot see everything around you is black it is like you are standing in nothingness you can't see sophia you can't see mercury it is just abhorrent how much desecration there is in this place it is revolting as i'm gonna need a con save 
Why did we stay here? Aneurysm time. Let's kill him. Kill him. Kill him for his eyes. And he can feel whatever it is, whatever like iron rations or, you know, water and wine or what have you sort of bubble up in your stomach and you're able to swallow it back down. But you feel like it was on the verge of making you puke. It is awful. Oh, no. But nothing seems to accost you. This is just a horrible place. Haha, <laughs> 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 whoops. Hey, y'all didn't have to sleep in the cabin with me. That was your choice. Dead. Dead. Y'all started putting up the tiny hut. <laughs> I'll turn to Kira say, hey, um, Kira, uh, this place is disgusting. Uh, it is filled with nothing but evil energy. Getting all the bad vibes here. All the bad juju. I whisper over to. I felt that since I've got here. Have you been with this entire time? I've been up this whole. Yes, of course. That's <laughs> Bart. <laughs> Just watch. I can't sleep in this fucking place. You crazy? <laughs> I, I felt like sleep. sleep. I felt this since we had our battle. It's been. It's obvious. I can't. Be... Are you actually awake? I told you. Yeah, I didn't sleep. I've, I've been. I've been basically sitting there with my back against the wall, looking out the door with my with my hands on my axe. Okay. Okay. I thought. I thought that was just for the first watch. My bad. As Bart has been sort of thousand yards staring this entire time, and Kyra uh, watching you sort of pick up uh, Sophia's alchemy and sort of stash it on the other side of the room, uh, just sort of softly giggles to herself. And as you sort of call on this divine energy and realize that you are in the crucible of evil, it feels like, Kyra looks at you. with a soft, almost motherly smile. Don't tell her, Amos. Don't you think we should? I can sense that there's a lot weighing on her heart. And I am hesitant to place a finger on the scale. This is your odyssey, after all. Do what you think is right, but I wouldn't. Not, not now. Not while she has time to ruminate on it, worry. What? What, what exactly does it, does it mean? It means. Is looking at her, you can see just this weight on her face and her words, a seriousness that you have not seen her really use 
Leutheria's torment continues. How it has manifested. I am loath to even dream of it. All right. I gotta tell you, I'm not the best at keeping secrets, but I will <laughs> hold the temptation. Are you gonna tell her? I slowly shake my head from one side to the other, like a no. Are you going to tell Sophia where I hit her, her concoction? I don't give a shit about her concoctions. Okay, cool. Uh, I won't wake the party out up in, you know, fear of being attacked, because it doesn't seem like we're being attacked, but, uh, just a little on edge. Yeah, you certainly find it hard to sort of get comfortable again after opening the door. Welcome to my world. As Bart and Theomos both get yourself some trading points, my friends. Well done. And the rain starts to wane. As time moves forward and the sun begins to crest. Though it is fourth watch. I think it might just be Bart and Kyra. Sophia! Hey, welcome back to the land of the living. It, doesn't Trace do? Yeah, Trace does last watch too. Everybody I only get six hours of sleep. Kyra leans over real close to Atreus's face, real creepy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wake up, dearie. Those abs, though. Hey, what's that? That's thunder. Are you shattering the whole cabin apart? Uh, I don't know. It's just, uh, you know. She woke up Something's and it missing. Evil. So everybody must die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I like the thunder effects. That's neat. <laughs> no, you're fine. You're out of his shatter. It's just oh. me and <laughs> Fucking desk is gone. The wall's gone. Roof's gone. Let's select you guys. There we go. Fun. Hmm. If you could see who took my tools, I nod over the empty table next to me. Andreas walks over and picks up his torch. Walks around the room. I guess in the middle of the hut. It's pretty obvious that we see the burning light in the far corner of the roof. <laughs> it is on a raised surface, so just sort of glancing around the room, it catches your attention. 
you notice that you can see color in that section of the room. Um, Trace, would you do me a favor and retrieve that for me? If I reach outside the heart, it will be dispelled. That? Yes. Be careful, it'll be hot. Yeah, I'll hold the torch for you. Hold the standard torch. We have torches now! Yay! Huzzah. Yeah, and Travis will reach out and grab the thing. Poking his head out. Grabbing a hold of the setup, you got a hold of it. Place it back Pops on the table over there, thank you. Plops it back on the table. Bump. Thank you. Stole it from. Put that back. All right, there we go. Yeah, thankfully there is a convenient little mole sconce there. I was That's hoping fine. there would be. Yeah. I look over Chris, with a weird look on my face at part. <laughs> You're still awake. <laughs> Why? Had some trouble. Uh, I thought it best to stay up and watch, just to just to make sure everyone was safe. You're going to wear yourself out. I'm fine, thank you. Anyway, if you find yourself continuing this course of action. I'll see if I can do something to relieve your fatigue, if it's necessary. Just let me know. How far away are we from... Mistress? Because it seems our battle with the Storm Child is coming up soon. Another day or so, till we reach the city. I doubt a fight will break out as soon as we reach the walls, but it's possible. We yet know what we really face, the cause of the storm, or where we should go to alleviate it. Hmm. I'm sure we could take it on, whatever it is. In a good moment. I've been endeavoring to collect supplies, things that would aid us in the future. Is there anything that you two find yourself lacking that may be able to be bolstered, shore up weaknesses, enhance strengths? You can do that. I can find a way. For now, I think I don't find myself lacking in any of those things, but... Does something vex you, Bartholomeos? Um, what? Is it the same reason as Kira? I... I, I don't know what it is. This place is... It's unsettling. 
As well as we are sleeping in a possibly dead woman's cabin. Well, not just the cabin. This whole place. Ever since, ever since we had that battle, it just. I'm, I can't wait till we get to town. Thanks, two of us. I didn't think a run-in with the Gargons would shake you, so. I'm not. I'm not shake. What do you? What? It's just weird. It's a weird place. You're a weird girl, so you wouldn't. You wouldn't notice it, but it's weird. Understandable. I've been told that I can be imperceptive at times. I'm sure a proper warm bed and a proper meal will hopefully cure with Nilzio. And if not, Sophia makes it sound like she can conjure something from the ether. If you need a simple sleep remedy, it'll be easy enough to create. If what bothers you truly is simply disrupting your sleep, and this isn't a, dis a distraction that you are fascinated with. I, th I think I'll be fine once we get to town, but thank you. Me well. So I go about finishing my concoction. Finish the daily ritual. Morning ritual. Alright. And in short order, time passes onwards, unaccosted, unsettled, it seems, on a few of your parts. As going without a long rest, Bartholomeus, you find yourself gaining one level of exhaustion. How do I do that? I can fix that. <laughs> I think, if I remember correctly. I think you can all cure yourself of one. I don't know if you can do other people. You, you are tireless. I don't think you can make other people tireless. Yeah. Because that's the, the ranger UA thing. Oh, it's hunger, not... I was talking about... I was thinking... Um, Goodberry? Goodberry, but it's hunger, not exhaustion. Have a Goodberry. It's like a cup of coffee. God, that'd be so powerful if Goodberry could just take away one level of exhaustion. But you the can only use it once a day. They were all of your spells good as uh, Goodberry. <laughs> Eat up a topaz, make more oil. Here, have a blueberry. Oh, sorry, a blue raspberry. Is there something I should do to my sheet to uh, signify the exhaustion? Or just put a little icon over my head? Uh, you see the yeah, little you'll... smiley face above your picture in the top left-hand corner? If you put your cursor over your picture. Oh, okay. And just hit the one. Got it. But it's smiley, though. Shouldn't it be, like, sad? I think if right you now keep you're going, fine. it gets worse. I think the smiley face actually <laughs> oh, okay. starts to change. Just a little exhausted. Yay! Just a, you know, just a pidge. Just... Yeah, the last one has blood coming out of your eyes. It's great. have cause of fear everyone else can enjoy the benefits of a long rest Prone good now. morning sunshine yeah there you go 
my protective magic comes to an end. Uh, I think about this switch kind of burned all night, but I'm sure I'll be fine. I just imagine that you swapped them out. Alright, go away, Torch. Torch lasts what now? Like, go away. Okay, Wait. well, I guess the torch is eternal. Oh, oh no, there shit. it goes. Oh, God, where'd all my light go? Darkness envelops <laughs> us. Okay, never mind. Take it back. I want the torch. <laughs> I don't want targeting. I just want drawing. Oh, well, it just freaks out. Daytime. Uh -huh, okay, never mind. It's daytime. Okay, go away, torch. Stupid torch. hate you. Do you delete it? And the rain continues. Okay, go over there. Yeah, at this point where you are now, it's a uh, light drizzles. Wait, Bart, did you stay up the whole night? Uh, don't worry. Let's 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 gonna move on. <laughs> All right. Hey, oh come on with this door. I know, right? Hey, Sophia, what did you find out? What did you find out about that spiky thing with the blood on it? I haven't found out anything yet. Oh you, oh, you gotta keep examining it? That does give me a thought, though. Can you cut yourself for me? Alright. Wait, wait, why? I knew we were going to put it down sometime. Need <laughs> As I'll take out the the unicorn horn. Oh god, Thaos, he's coming! Oh, <laughs> he's so big. Get out of here, Thaos! How did you put yourself on stage? I didn't, I didn't mean to, I don't know what I did. Wait, how do you put yourself on stage? Thing bouncing up and down, though. Oh, it's yeah. funny. The, uh, the way the cameras are arranged for the stream covers the entire left-hand side, so we don't get that. It whatever the fuck's like, going just on. just above the, uh, the chat section. Uh, Nick, I think if you right-click on your picture, if you see it there, there you go. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yes, who's cutting who? Bartholomew's also. Break off the end of this one, you, where there's no blood. Just the oh. base. A small bit. Maybe Man, an inch. I, I got... I got one that ain't got no blood on it. Well, yeah. Spill your blood on a piece. Why Why you spill your own blood on a piece? Because I don't wish to. Well, here you go. I don't wish to neither. Nice. Huh. You cut yourself with me. Uh, I just need a small amount of blood. I take one large step away from them. Do you have a dagger? Yes. I only oh, carry the my Okay, Trace just. You always gotta have a dagger. Pricks. Come on. Yeah, I mean, of course I you got do. a dagger. Trace pinpricks his thumb. Uh, where do you want it? So I just hold out the base of the uh the spiral stick that doesn't have any blood on it. Just press it to the bottom. Just will take the stick and then just 
I guess grind it into his thumb. Not really grinding, but more like, you know, rub the stick against his bleeding thumb. Like this. That's good. And so I'll open the jar with the spiral uh, one covered in blood, and I'll drop in the one that just has a little bit of a trace blood. Close it back up again. We'll see if anything changes throughout the day. Thank you, Atreus. Thank you, Mercury. And takes a small amount of cloth and then just wraps his thumb. Alright. As Nyx, what do you have to in the cabin? Uh, she was just meditating uh, for the morning, getting her magic aligned, and after everyone goes outside, she takes a bit of a moment to cast a little bit of magic, just grasping at straws with very little hope she's got left. As, oh fuck, do I need anything for this? I don't think so. Uh, she cast Sending. Targeting who? To Renee. They hate Sunday. I, I don't hate it. Brennan hates Sunday. I'm the one that hates it. Hmm. I have a plot hole. I have a plot hole. Hmm. <laughs> All the plot really, holes of like, my sister's really... missing! Oh, wait, just cast Sunday. Oh. Oh, yeah, good really, point. <laughs> there's actually a really convenient answer for this. Alright, go ahead. Gods, I don't even know what's become of you. I just need to know if you're still there. Renee, can you hear me? You call on this magic and form the message, trying to reach out across uh, the world. Yeah, across this plane of existence and any other. Oh yeah, all worlds. Yeah, Damn. All worlds. Searching. <laughs> yeah, scouring all the known universes for Renee. The creature that you're familiar with does not exist. Do do do. We're sorry. The number you're trying to dial is no longer in service. New body. Who dis? <laughs> Nix just kind of sits with herself quietly, just taking As that in. You get no answer. You can feel the spell almost sort of rebound into yourself. You don't get silence. You get the crashing of waves. Strange, though, as it does not sound like water has a strange shimmer to it, an energy that you have seen before, though not in such a great quantity. Like an ocean, no, the sea of that ica 
splashing against rock. As the spell ends. Do I... What is that the like the the astral sea of this world? Am I familiar with any lore? No, it just sounds like glittery water. Sounds like Sparkling glittery water. Sound, sound the water sounds vaguely similar to that ichor, but seems reminiscent of it. But that's all you got. You're definitely not familiar with the astral sea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, she just uh, sits there quietly with herself for a moment, just taking that in before putting the lynx pelt over her shoulder and then wrapping her dire wolf pelt up under her arm and just walking out to meet the rest of the group. So, uh, are we heading to Mitros? Is that your, yeah, so that's your egg progress check? Yeah, and then I'm also just outside trading, you know, some pyrokinesis, doing some forms. Unless Bacon anyone has... in the park. Unless anyone has a way of uh, finding Renee, then yes, we'll go on to Mitros. Uh, no, I don't. Kira? I am sorry. I do not. Inferior? Perhaps? Nothing beyond tracking, but I've already done what I could in that regard. Perhaps you will be able to seek the counsel of Valis. Maybe she will have something she can give you. Something she can aid you with. I am not sure, though. This is yeah. new to me. Most of it. We could also uh, head down to the library next. I could help you see if there's any books about anything like this. Yes, perhaps. I've got more friends and features than I do in Astoria. I'm sure somebody would be able to tell me something. Alright then. Path continues this way. Unless, unless yeah, Sophia well, looks like she's busy. Uh, just casting an unseen servant over by the well. As uh, going to send it down into the well as I put my bag behind me. As yeah, it definitely looks like she's fucking around with something in the well. Yeah, I'll, I'll wait for her. I'll, we'll catch up. You see that? I point down into the well, as you can see, the water dispersing, trying to retrieve it. So I'm going to send my Unseen Servant down into the water, retrieve something. That doesn't exist. What are you trying to get? I thought I saw something shine. Oh, might have been a play of the light. I sent a bit of magic to retrieve it. It'll find it if it's there. 
Oh, uh, alright. Um, like, we're pretty sure Renee's dead, right? All signs point to her turning into the beast we saw. Or something like it. That's quite certain that... Well, not certain. But most likely she did not survive encounters that happened here. I mean, like, usually one of three things happen in a scenario like this. Number one, she dead when we never see her again. Number two, she becomes some kind of evil monster that we have to fight at some point. But number three, she comes to our rescue at the end. Like, that's usually how these things work in, you know, plays and stories and all that. I don't have to pick one of the three. It seems like the second is what we're pointing at right now. But if she was transformed into something, she might be able to be transformed back. It's always best to hold out hope, Mercury. Yeah, I mean, but if she was transformed into something, it's probably Lutheria, and I mean, she's a Titan, and she's kind of fucking crazy, and more than likely, <laughs> we ain't going to be able to, you know, beat Titan magic, but we can try. It's all we can try. It's all we can ever do, let's try. I mean, we could give up, but that ain't going to happen. Else. You see it as a blessing in disguise. There's a creature created by Lutheria's magic, and we are meant to defeat Lutheria. Well, baby steps, as they say. Do, do you think? Do you think? Uh, you think she's gonna be able to recognize her friend if we have to fight it? Like, is she gonna fight it? Would she? Um, seems to have convictions and all. She's not so weak-willed. I mean, this, that type of stuff has happened in the plays before, you know, where, you know, the friend meets another friend who can't recognize them, but through, like, some thoughtful speech, the, the other friend just slowly comes back to their senses. A tearful confession. Yeah, I mean, I love stories and I love plays, Theomos. The fucking idea that the power of friendship's gonna fucking save someone, that just don't happen in the real world. You're right, it doesn't. That's all. I'll have my familiar thing come back up. My unseen servant come back up with just a stone. Just some random crap sitting at the bottom of the well. Pick it up. Nothing. So I just throw it off onto the ground as I I go to pick up my bag. I have my little unseen servant dig up underneath the rock and uh, slip the vial back into my bag. All right, well, we better catch up and better fucking Indeed, make I'm sure Arthur and Mize don't go goofy too. He didn't he did fucking sleep last night? I don't think he did. No. He said he wanted to be vigilant so that after the most recent battle, something, well, he didn't want to admit it, but obviously shook the man. Maybe he has a history with Gigons or Cyclops in his house. I mean, just... I, I ain't never met a scared Minotaur before. Didn't seem like he was above such things. We'll have to see. I thought this happened during the trance. It doesn't know that, though. <laughs> Bartholomew, yeah. the last yeah. battle, the last battle was... was yeah, like, doesn't oh. matter when, doesn't matter when it happens. PC said battle. Well, I see you. I yeah. see you. Wait, did I fuck something up? 
No. 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 Everyone's. I mean, unless you I'm not. I'm not gonna know when I'm when I when I became a retard, right? I mean, more of a retard. Wow. You became a scaredy cat. Yeah, like, like for for what Sophia Dude, knows, we did I'm, scary when, dream stuff. Everybody said there was fine, and Furia detected magic on everybody, and she said there was nothing wrong with anyone. So there's nothing wrong with it. Then you said after that last battle, everything just doesn't seem right, and obviously the last battle was Cyclops. So she thinks there's right. something wrong with you and Cyclops, boys. That makes sense. That makes sense. Like, my character, if he is, in fact, like, if I'm going to push this whole madness, worried thing, it, mm -hmm. you know how it is. It's like, at first, it's like, oh, I'm just being a little careful. And then later on, it's like, full-blown crazy. I haven't slept in a few days. I haven't ate. All you guys are fucking out to get me. Fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah. It's also, Sophia's not very insightful. She's got a plus one, so <laughs> she's not the insight girl of the group. Well, there we go, then. I'll send Ivis ahead to just to keep be an eye aware. Out. Yeah. Be our front scout. Mm -hmm. Problem. Hey, where, where's where's Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm up here, Bart. Up here. Yeah. Not not you. Oh, alright. He's behind the tree. Alright, I just gotta keep an eye on him. Let's make sure he's close to where are all my spell slots gone, though? We lost them all. As you all continue on. Oh, good, my spam shatter. See what happens when you just have fun? You lose all your spell slots. As pressing on through this early morning drizzle, it's pretty cold. 42 degrees or so, and less than ideal. But it is with an uneventful and it seems mostly quiet travel that you see Mitros more clearly now as you press on. Only a bit of time passes before you reach the city proper. It is. What's up? Do we, do we want to call it here? Oh, just a second. Okay. As I want you guys to actually get to the city for once. So you've been gotcha. walking towards it for 30 sessions. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to see at least the city map. It's like so you can see 14. How big it is. I don't think any of you have seen Mitras. Uh, mm -mm. As it is about 1135 in the morning by the time you actually get here. And you can see approaching, uh, heading out due south towards uh, what is known as the Royal Gate. It is a massive one that is accessed from a paved road that snakes between the hillside. So eventually you kind of descend down off the last bit of mountain led by Nyx, and now you're just on the road, and it seems to be abandoned. There is no one on the road with you for a while. You're walking for two hours, it seems like, on that road, and you see no one. You get to the Royal Gate, and overhead... The sky has just turned this dark, dark gray. There is no sign of blue, no sign really of a whole of really the sun and the rain now thickens as you get closer and closer with each step. But you can see 
And as you approach the city of Mitros, you are reminded of its immense scale compared to anything else in Thylea, even Aresia. Its walls and temples sprawl all the way up the side of Mount Vulcan, which you are walking, uh, sort of coming down and around from. As you're sort of descending into uh, almost like a bowl coming down this northern pass. So you're able to see uh, into the city just a bit over the walls. And you can see even off in the distance through gray sheets of rain, the harbor itself that stretches for miles up the interior of the city. This is, or at least has been referred to as the jewel of Thylea, the bastion, if you will, for mortal civilization. But something is obviously wrong. These massive, swirling black clouds loom over the sea, bolts of thunder crackling amongst them, and you can see the winds within battering the ships in the harbor. They sway back and forth almost pretty violently. The banners along the wall being torn at and the winds picking up immensely as you close the distance. It is a city that almost seems like it is under siege. You do not see really the lights of fires, the lighthouse at the bay of the harbor is out there are guards on the wall but they seem worn and like almost shuffling keeping together it seems like for warmth and to keep an eye out but there are no people the city is like the forest strangely quiet save for the dolorous tones of rain pouring onto you And then, as you are about 150 feet or so away from the gate, as I'll pull you over to the city itself. Yay! Oh, wow. Oh, wow. As you guys are up at 24, all the way in the top left. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh god, it's so big. Wow. Isn't that right? Look at beautiful. Now this is a true metropolis. Indeed. Yeah. Mm. 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 Huh? Love it. <laughs> I love the Flintstones font. <laughs> as uh, the the guards and centurions up at the top of this gate usher you all forward, seeing you descend down the path alone, no one else around you. Glancing up at the sky, you notice the clouds have contorted into, weirdly enough, it looks like a face is forming in the clouds. A short and close-cut cloud-like beard, two crackling blue eyes as it seems like the scowling visage of Sidon. What? The Lord of Storms has appeared in the storm above you as his eyes Boy. seem to rove over the city like a hungry predator until they abruptly lock onto you. Oh boy, oh boy. Oh no. <laughs> I flick him off. Oh. 
<laughs> it is with a thunderous laugh these eyes fixate on the group of you as they crackle with lightning. I'm gonna need you all to roll some initiative. Hey! Ah, Trust me though. But just roll some initiative. Fight the storm. Fight in the storm. Okay. Shoot the storm. I call it heart. I'm giving it to Ivis. <laughs> Attack the darkness. Oh god, I need my cell phone here, don't I? There you go. Uh. Huzzah! Combat me. Gucci cha cha. Oh, it makes so much sense for them too, because they're covered in all this armor. Beautiful as Atreus and. I believe it was Theamos. Yeah, Trace and Theamos. If you can see this this visage laugh, it seems like the eyes fixate on you, crackling with lightning, and it seems like the eyes themselves shoot out of the storm directly in your direction as two bolts of lightning crackle out of the sky and slam into the ground in front of you as I need both Atreus and Theamos to give me some dexterity saving throws. Well, we're going to want for the resilient Ooh. wisdom. Yeah, I'm out. Loaded dice. Loaded dice. Let's just, just pre-roll that real quick. We are the chosen ones. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Number four. Oh, oh, no. oh, fuck. The most mythic inspiration for the win. Hey. I mean, you, you have a nine. Atreus. Atreus fails. Oh, literally just barely succeeds. As... Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> oh, God. Atreus, you Ooh. take 35 lightning damage. And Theamos. Oh, hey, why would he take different super damage? Lucky. Two bolts. Oh, because it's two Both bolts. Both eyes. As uh, Theamos, you take 13. As these bolts slam into the both of you, Theamos able to get out of the way just in time for the majority of it. As you can see, all the centurions on the wall sort of duck down and panic. And then looking back up at the, at the storm clouds overhead, that face, that visage is gone. More laughing, oh. the eyes not evident. But the storm's still there. Interesting. Hey, wait, that's With my reaction as the, the bolt comes through, Nyx just weaves around the group to Atreus and gives him a cure wounds. No problem, no problem. As... He needs it for his lightning scarred material. <laughs> as with that crackling bolt of energy coursing through the both of you, it seems like Mitros has its hands full. Hopefully, you all can help it. With that, <laughs> we're going to end tonight's session. Ending a little bit oh, early. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are not in combat, simply a measure of determining who's going to get struck by lightning. You can clear yourselves out of that. Aww, uh, that was my hey. best initiative ever. <laughs> really? Yeah. Poor baby. But it is with uh, thunderous applause you arrive to the city of Mitros. 
What's in store for you? Uh, we will have to see next Sunday uh, right here on Lionhead Gaming at 5 o'clock Eastern as we'll be continuing on with Heroes of Thylea on to episode 27. Uh, I do want to announce that uh, we are, I'm in the midst of recording some nice compressed uh, recap recordings for the past 25 episodes. Uh, and so those should be uploaded to the podcast very soon in case you just happen to stop on by today. And I'm curious as to what the story so far has been. Uh, you can look forward to updates about those uh, throughout the week, both on Twitter and in the Discord. So be sure to follow or hop into either one or both of those. Um, I want to give a massive thanks and shout out to Sphinx uh, Rawl for gifting uh, five tier one subs earlier in the stream. Thank you so much for your support. It goes a long way. Um, we do have uh, something coming up soon, a little bit of a, a giveaway in the works, but uh, stay tuned for more information about that. Um, and we, of course, have more D&D &D right here on Lionhead Gaming. This upcoming Tuesday, we'll be continuing uh, with Kingdoms of the South as I believe we're heading back to the camp, right, with our wonderful little uh, contracted devil in tow. Uh, and uh, I know how we said we weren't going to set up an ambush after we said we were going to set up an ambush. And I feel like we're going to end up coming back on Tuesday and end up setting an ambush. So who knows what will <laughs> happen? It's going to be great. The kingdoms of the South, Apex Alliance, are uh, professionals, we, we swear. Uh, <laughs> or maybe we won't. Maybe we'll head back to the city and investigate uh, this mysterious water temple, or who knows? Lots of options, lots of pathways. So let's find out what it is we end up doing this Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, and then hot off the heels of putting down some red caps and some strange mushroom monsters in a fey-ridden elven forest, this Thursday we'll be continuing the adventures with the Valiant Vanguard as they arrive, it seems, at the trusty and warm and inviting uh, tree cabin of our druids, uh, druidic teacher. Uh, so that is sure to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to finding out more about what's going on in the Elven lands and uh, what's going on in the city, if the Fae have reached there, and uh, what the deal with Persephone's brother and their marriage and all this other nonsense, not between Persephone and her brother, but between the brother and a Fae queen, I promise. <laughs> so you don't want to miss out. Uh, I mean, you're right, you're right, who knows? Persephone might marry her brother. It's weird fate elven shit, who knows? Uh, so I want to thank you all so much for watching. Um, and that's, uh, I think that's all I got for you. Unless I'm forgetting something. No, I don't think so. Uh, so, may your dice roll 20s, and you always make your saves. Bye. Toodles, later. That was so quiet, Brendan. Wash <laughs> your hands! God damn it.
we hop on over there.